Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. We are going to be watching the Halo Infinite campaign overview in this video, breaking it down, discussing it live. So if you're watching the VOD, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these live streams. We appreciate you guys supporting this channel so, so much. We had a new world topic planned, but uh, that can wait, obviously, when there is big Halo news. We've all been very anxiously awaiting the uh, the Halo, you know, campaign information. I am on the premiere right now, just sort of waiting uh, for it to start, and uh, we will uh, we'll be breaking it all down for you today. I need to make sure I need to get my headphones on. I like scrambled, uh, I like scrambled to be ready. I was like, oh no, I thought it was at ten. Uh, I thought it was at ten, but it turns out it's at nine. Um, I totally misread the thing. I thought, oh, we'll be able to hang out for an hour and talk. But then I was like, man, I got to go live right before uh, this thing premieres. So let me make sure. I'm going to get my, my, my headphones on here. We got to make sure we're getting sound. That would be horrible. <laughs> Classic. The classic, dude. The classic intro music blowing our eardrums out. It's amazing. It's amazing. Sort of throwing this together, but we thought it would be good to cover this as opposed uh, to just doing another uh, New World topic. So good morning, everybody in chat. Smash the like button. Get everything going. Get those likes. Get them rocking. Get them rolling. Um, I'm going to turn down... I'm going to turn, because I don't want to have to mess with, there we go. Here, let me turn my music off. (laughs) I can't believe they haven't fixed the issue with, like, volume. I think I have it all the way up. Yeah, I have it all the way up. I couldn't see because it was dark. Okay. I will obviously turn this up in just a moment again if you're watching the VOD. This was a little thrown together. Uh, this was a little thrown together. I was, uh, <laughs> I was again under the impression that it was at 10 o'clock Eastern. You hate the music? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's pretty pretty bad. Let me make sure Windows update isn't running. Okay, it's... Mm, oh no, hang on. It's on manual. We don't want that. We want it, We want Windows update disabled. Alright, here we go. Since the beginning... Halo was about Master Chief and Cortana, partners protecting humanity. But that is now a distant memory. Humanity is fighting for survival. The banished have risen, defeated our heroes, and taken control of the mysterious Zeta Halo. We need a savior. We need hope. We need Spartan 117. Master Chief. We have a new mission, soldier. What is he? What's down there? A weapon. A weapon? 
How many guns do you need? In the biggest campaign to date, Halo Infinite invites players to become Master Chief and discover true Spartan freedom in the most wide-open and adventure-filled Halo experience yet. But Chief won't be alone on the journey. His first mission is to retrieve a new AI, codenamed The Weapon. It's been six months, where have you been? Following the events of Halo 5, Master Chief is searching for the answer to a troubling question. What happened to Cortana? I was created to lock down Cortana, but I don't know why. What did she do that was so wrong? Order received. Stand by. The answer is somewhere on Zeta Halo. A damaged world full of wonder, mystery, and danger. And at every turn, the Banished are hunting Master Chief and the remnants of the UNSC. Victory is already ours. We will meet on the battlefield. The Banished army is spread across the surface building fearsome strongholds and outposts with no one to stop them. Until now. From the beginning of the Halo Saga, Master Chief has been a hero, ready to fight and win against impossible odds. Chief, is that you? You're safe now. Incoming. But what if it's a friend? It isn't. Players now have more freedom than ever before to take down the Banished any way they choose. Banished facility up ahead, Chief. Some kind of salvage operation. What do we do? Shut it down. Permanently. like that kind of thing. Oh, I like it. 
Halo Infinite allows us all to become Master Chief, doing what Spartans do best, defying the odds to take down the banished. Piece by piece, this won't be an easy fight. Master Chief will take on returning favorites and surprising new threats like the agile skimmers, a sadistic Spartan killer named Jega Erdomni. See good Look out, Chief. He looks angry. And something even more threatening. The Forerunner's lies are at an end. I am the harbinger of the truth. You are not the future. Exploring this vast and fractured world will put Spartan 117 to the ultimate test. But where there is courage, there is hope. Welcome to the new era of Halo. Is everyone trying to kill you? It kind of seems like it. Play it day one with Game Pass. I'm assuming that's... Is that the end? Are they showing anything else? No, okay, they're not. All right, hang on. Let, let me get... Uh, let me get into a scene that makes more sense here. Um... Yeah, I... Man, I got a lot... <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts. I, I got I got a lot of thoughts. Hang on a second. I think my mic might be too loud. Hang on a second. Recording Scarlet levels like a seventy six. Yeah, let's back that down just a little bit. Um, the uh, what is happening here? It went into like the next video. It's thirty and still gaming. Uh, it's his live stream. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, um, man, I, I, I have a lot of thoughts. Can, can we go, let's go back. Let's go back and, uh, let's do a little, let's have it. We could have it like, I guess like looping. Um, the crowd is saying massive W. Um, The crowd, the the audience is is, is seemingly enjoyed it. Um, all right, okay, so they've got it uploaded now in 4K. Premieres always look so stinking bad. Um, look at the difference in quality now that it's like that I can watch it on 4K. Like it looks so much better. Um, is this Halo open world? I, it, it, it certainly seems like there's like a quasi open world nature to it. Yeah, let's pull the audience. Uh, Halo, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Halo Infinite uh, campaign overview. Thoughts. Let's see here. Where did I misspell overview? Oh, the V isn't in there. Whoops. Good. We're just going to go good, average, bad. Good, average, 
bad. Halo Infinite campaign overview. Thoughts? Um... I like the I like the prospect of the combat more than anything. Like if if I were to if I were to point out let, let's let's try to be let's talk about the good first uh before anything else, okay? I think the combat looks really really dope when he's fighting some of those bigger guys and he's like launching himself around and using the different weapons. I actually thought the combat looked pretty dope. I did. Um I'm not sure that Master Chief's voice and the voice acting of some of the other characters is going to land the way that it did when the game first came out, okay? I think the new AI is okay. She's not she's not she's, you know, she's not bad. I think she's getting the job done, but I think I think Master Chief just has a very sort of generic approach to dialogue, the way that they write him. Um and the way that they, you know, some of the lines they gave him in this trailer, it can feel a little, it can feel, people were saying it feels kind of generic, right? I don't necessarily think you were going to sell people on Halo's campaign with, like, drama or really, really crazy good dialogue. I think you're going to sell them on the combat, which, from where I sit, I see a massive, massive increase in the combat quality from the first trailer that we saw last year like what we saw last year was truly awful this i think this was good i think the cutscenes are actually very very good the narrator for the trailer i don't i don't know what was going on with her she wasn't that great but these cutscenes i think are excellent i think they're very very well done and i like here's a here's a good example of how the combat's gotten a little bit more agile um, obviously the sniper needs to be showcased. Um, she imitates Cortana. We don't need 10 minute cutscenes, Halos. Well, I will say, I thought the cutscenes were excellent. I really did. I thought the worst part about this trailer was the narrator. The woman narrating it really, I think, hurt the quality of it. I, I thought combat looked really, really clean. Look how big the world is right there. I, I thought the cutscenes like this, very well detailed. I thought the enemies looked dope. You know, look at that. Like that obviously reminds me a little bit of some of the uh, some of the cabal combat in Destiny with the bouncing around, but the grabbing of stuff and throwing of stuff looks actually pretty dope. Then look at this. Look at this map and he's making decisions about where he wants to go and then he can decide how to approach it. And you can see there's like there's a rank for this outpost and how he chooses to approach it. Like what's he going to get? Is he going to get every secret or every item or whatever? I don't know. I, I thought that looked that looks like a good stage of uh, evolution, right? For the for the for the game, I'm gonna make a comparison to what they did with the recent Gears of War game. Gears of War still was Gears. It felt like Gears. You moved like Gears, but they added this cool open world element. And here you get into the fact that they're leveling up aspects of their character. So their velocity on their thruster. Look at what they could do. They got all the way behind and then they cloaked. Again, that's a, that's a combat evolution for Halo that respects the the franchise, but still, I think takes things in a really, really good direction. Like he has a lot of agility, and yet there's still that classic Halo rigidity. You know, you're not ADSing all that much. You're hip firing. There is a there's a clunkiness to his movement, right? And yet they added 
a certain amount of agility and movement and and freedom that wasn't in previous Halos. You know, Halo Five had some stuff, but you know this little maneuver here too, grabbing on this and and you know hooking it and doing all this. It's like Far Cry, but Halo. I'm so glad they didn't include those skill trees in PvP. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm encouraged by this. I I'm not I'm not th- gonna sit here and act like. Here, here's 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 how I want to preface this. I don't think Halo was ever. Let me loop it. I don't think Halo Infinite was ever going to blow people away with the campaign. I think that this looks good. I think the cutscenes look very good, and the combat looks good. That's how I would rank it. The cutscenes I rank is very good, and then the combat I rank is good. You know, the combat's good. It's not mind blowing. It's there's 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 nothing insane happening, but they worked within the confines of an existing franchise, and from where I sit, they made combat that looks pretty good. It looked good, but we didn't need a narrator. Just let the trailer and gameplay speaks for itself. I gotta tell you, whoever was the director on this trailer and this project, I really do think they did a disservice to the trailer. Um, they did a disservice to the trailer by by having that narrator. I do. I think it, I think it hurt the trailer uh, significant. Um, maybe <laughs> too late. <laughs> It's nine. Uh, <laughs> we're leading with it. I asked creature if we should lead with it this morning. Um, looks better. The comparison of the face. Let me let me compare here. Yeah, a lot more detail. A lot more detail. His skin looks more grizzled. Yeah, and more gritty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a double cheeseburger, and they appear to be delivering a double cheeseburger. Right, like something people need to remember, and I think this is always going to be a challenge. Right. I thought the time was 10 o'clock, Creature. I thought we were going to be able to go live at 9 and have some time. I mean, doesn't that tweet literally say, yeah, 6 a.m. Pacific? Oh, no, 6 a.m. I thought it said 7 a.m. I'm sorry. I misread the tweet. Isn't the narrator the voice of Cortana? I have no idea if that's her voice or not. Um, I. <sighs> Whenever you're going to have a franchise that's been around this long, I think it's very challenging to contextualize your game without losing your identity. Okay? That's sort of my premise here. My premise is is that if you're going to have a franchise that's been around as long as Halo and you're going to do another game, the real challenge that you're going to face is that if you want to contextualize and evolve your game, there's a risk of losing the game's identity, right? And I think that's the big challenge with Halo. Halo is one of the ones that reaches so far back that to retain its identity, you have to really put certain parameters in place that many people are going to say, looks, these are the statements you're going to hear from people, that it looks dated, that it looks slow, that it looks boring. That's what people from the outside looking in are going to say. Now, Halo fans are going to be like, I think it looks awesome. I think it looks like everything I wanted from a Halo. New new ways to, to, to do combat, new weapons, new vehicles, a more open world feel, very good graphics. I think the graphics look exceptionally, not exceptionally, I think they look in, what's the word I want to use here? 
there is a significant improvement in the graphical fidelity compared to what we saw last year. The graphics look way better than they did last year. It still looks like Halo, folks. It still looks like Halo. Halo is going to have a certain look and feel. It's not going to look photorealistic, insane, crazy, you know, like the stuff we're seeing for, you know, out of, it's not going to look like Doom. It's not going to look like Forspoken. You know, it's, I think it looks like, actually, like this, this little shotgun section kind of reminded me of Doom a little bit. Um, compared to Halo 5, it looks good. I think that they, what they set out to do from where I'm, from where I'm sitting, they're achieving their aims, right? I think they're achieving their aims. I think it looks as good as, as, um, as Halo 5, if not a little bit better. I think the open world nature might be one of the reasons the graphical fidelity isn't going beyond where we're sort of seeing it, you know? They, they, they're they going for an open world feel, so that's going to that's gonna affect graphical fidelity. You'll notice when they're in these places like this, there's more lighting, there's more metallic sheen and shine um, and seemingly like a little bit more love. It seems to me that they're going to be able to do that, but when you're out in these areas, it's going to look a little bit more subdued, a little bit more dull, because it's open world, and that's that's always going to affect graphical fidelity. Um, pretty much like D2. Yeah, I don't want to sit here and make a bunch of Destiny comparisons, but I, I feel that this looks about as good as a lot of the Destiny 2 worlds when you're you know riding around on your Sparrow. Now, obviously, I think Destiny does the same thing. I think Destiny's design always does better in the in the in the specific or smaller contained environments the more open areas they get a little bit more you know either generic or the fidelity just goes down a little bit that's that's you're always going to have that when a game has to run on old systems right when a game has to run on old systems you're going to have to do that you're going to have to kind of subdue the open world feel you can't have this insane next gen looking game when you're out with you know if there's a hundred pine trees in view you know what i mean i would encourage people to not watch this through my stream later if you want watch it on the official halo youtube channel set it to 4k because the premiere got kind of pixely it got kind of bad because there was a lot of fast movement that's a common thing with premieres on youtube that just doesn't compress it very well um Seems far cryish with the outpost. Yeah, yeah. I think they're trying to add a little bit of an open world nature to the game. And let me, let me, let me explain. Well, let me add to my theory here as to what I think's going on. So I have a theory that they're going to try to meld the two worlds together. They're going to want your multiplayer Spartan to take center stage. They've even indicated this. Joseph Staten has stated. <laughs> Joseph Staten has said that in the future you will be going out on the new campaign missions with your Spartan. The reason I think they're doing that is you're going to become attached to your Spartan with upgrades, with cosmetics, with investment. And the reason they went with an open world feel, they can do so many things with that. They can reset the outposts, they can add more, they can add new areas, they can expand the world, and then you go out with your Spartan and do those things. As an ongoing game, it makes sense. What I'm seeing in this trailer sort of makes sense. <laughs> I did. That was that was good. That was good. 
she fell into the shower it was good my wife has this creepy doll and we're taking turns hiding it to try to scare one another and uh she got today i think was her best one it was on top of my towel was it Oh, it was wrapped inside my towel, so when I took my towel down to get out of the shower, the creepy doll, like, fell into the shower, like, face down, like, like, oh my gosh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I don't feel like old-gen compatibility should have an impact on graphical fidelity. Well, well, yes and no, Eugene. I I do think it's easier to work within parameters when you're making a game that has to run on the old consoles. We also have to consider that how many games offer open world with insane graphical fidelity? How many? How many games are doing that? What what game can I go play right now that has a huge open world where I could potentially play with other people? Like, this game's not even launching with co-op, and that might be one of the reasons why, is that complicates things. The minute you want to make a game look really pretty and let people wander around and go wherever they want, like, look at these biomes they're showing us. You can go wherever you want, the minute you do that, graphical fidelity goes down. Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. I think that's one of the reasons that New World is so impressive. It's an open-world MMO, and I think the graphics actually look good. They don't look amazing, but they look good. Now, no one's going to say that New World looks insane. I play New World on my PC with 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 high graphical settings, and I wouldn't say that it looks that, that it looks significantly better than anything I saw in this trailer. I mean, I think I think New World's beautiful. I do. I think I think the biomes, the plants, the plant diversity, the lighting, the fog, the weather. I think they've done an excellent job with New World. But I don't think it looks light years better than anything I saw in here. Maybe a little bit better. Maybe a little bit better. Right. I feel this is a little apologist. No one asked for open world Halo. That was a design decision made by the creators. That's correct. I, I'm not I'm not apologizing for it. I was theorizing about it. I'm not saying that they should have done that. I'm saying that that's what they're doing to have it be an ongoing game. They're going for an ongoing game format, and the open world's going to assist with that, and here's why. If you don't go open world, then you got to constantly give people linear missions, new areas, new missions, new areas, new missions, and that gets complicated, Right? Who the heck is the I am Adon lady? That's a good callback. <laughs> Yo, it's good, Insanity. Wheelfield says, Red Dead 2 was stunning. That's open world. I mean, Red Dead 2 does look good open world. It does. It does. It had a lot of issues and didn't run all that well, and I'm sure they fix a lot of it by now. But yeah, Red Dead 2 is a good example. I would say Red Dead 2 is a good example. Does Red Dead 2 exceed what I'm seeing in this trailer? Maybe by a margin, but not by much. I think this game looks fine for a big open world. The details on the trees, the details in the grass and the ground and the foliage and the rocks, I I think it looks fine. I, again, I would maybe encourage you guys to go back and watch this later on your own on 4K. Watching it through my stream, you're watching a stream of a video, that's not going to be the greatest way to watch this, right? My live stream is going to pixelate things if it's fast moving. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, it did. It looked very, very good open world. Can't play with other people, though. Red Dead's a good example because you can play with other people. Can you play the entire open world of Red Dead with other people? Like, when you go online, I think that's what complicates things, right? Open world is an inoffensive change. 
I would tend to agree with that. I'm not going to automatically go on the defense of the decision because I haven't seen it in action, right? We've seen a glimpse, okay? We've seen a glimpse, okay? So I'm not going to sit here and go in defense of open world, but like, why is open world automatically bad? You haven't seen it either. You haven't seen it in action. You've seen a piece. It could be great. It could be exactly what the franchise needed. I liked the quasi-open world uh, changes they made to um, uh, Gears. I thought Gears was great. I thought it really, really helped the game significantly. I actually see the open world thing, <coughs> excuse me, the open world stuff they did with Gears, I actually see that influence in the new God of War Ragnarok gameplay that we saw. I see influence there. It's like, you can take a big kind of bulky movement style game and let it breathe a little bit and open it up. You know, Kratos is kind of hulking, you know. This is them trying to show the game at its best. The melee combat looks weak. I thought the melee combat looked looked okay, but then when he grabs the hammer, I thought it looked pretty good. I disagree there. I think the hammer looked pretty good because he's like launching himself behind and slams the ground. You know what I mean? They're really... Um, looks like they are really throwing the grapple and throw things mechanic down our throats. Well, I mean... <clears throat> One of the dilemmas with Halo, I think, is if you show off too much gunplay, the gunplay looks dated, you know. Um, yeah, there's health bars, Paul. There's health bars. Right? Are you like are you seeing what I'm seeing? I'm seeing the beginning of an ongoing game. I'm seeing the beginning of a live service Halo. I'm seeing the beginning of a of an RPG open world Halo. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the groundwork for, uh, you know, in five years, it'll be a very different game. It will be completely different. It'll be larger. You'll have invested in your Spartan. There'll be seasons of content. There'll be missions, you know. The first person melee is always a bit suboptimal. Yeah, first-person melee is tough to pull off in general. You know, it always kind of looks kind of funky. You know, you're just suddenly, like, smacking somebody, like, right in front of you. Um, I, wh- here's something that I think people need to do. Here's, this, is, this is something I need people to do. Is outside of... Again, in Red Dead 2, Red Dead Online, you can go through the entire game. Do they do anything to the graphics in Red Dead Online? Do they subdue it? Do they turn some of it down? As an example, um, um, what's the name of the game? Um, oh my gosh, they're they're making a, a movie out of it. There's four of them. <clears throat> I just the name left me. It's a PlayStation game. Uh what's the what's the what's the it's 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 tomb raider with a dude oh my gosh can't think of the game i can't think of it it literally was in my head and then it left my head uncharted thank you uncharted had multiplayer but the minute you went into multiplayer they turned all the graphical stuff way 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 down right the minute you're trying to have other people in the area or connecting and there's network there's net code. The minute there's net code, gra- graphical fidelity tends to suffer. Now, I don't know if anybody's ever officially explained this. I don't. I don't know if a developer has ever said, you know, 
the, here's why we have to turn down graphical fidelity. But even driving across here, I think this game looks good. I don't think it looks bad. I don't think it looks amazing. I think it looks good. And we've talked about this recently, how with, um, what was the game? Aliens Fireteam. I said, we should be okay with good games. We don't need every game to be insane, right? Red Dead 2, they nerfed the graphics on Xbox and PS5 before PC release, I think to make the PC look better, but it may have been for online. Red Dead's graphics are the, uh, stay the same, but it's not high-density population. Yeah. I would love to do a side-by-side. I think sometimes this stuff gets overstated. Good morning, Christina. Ugh. Is good enough for this franchise? Well, even some of these areas, like if I let go, go, let me let me walk that one back. Let me walk that one back. So when he's flying above these areas, I don't know. I I feel like the graphical fidelity is right on the nose. Like it's right what you would expect to see from a game like this. Do you know what I'm saying? When he's up above here, flying above the there's two different outposts that he flies above isn't there yeah there's this one oh no there wasn't two i thought there was two sorry i don't know i think that looks good i do i think that looks i don't think it needs to look other otherworldly like i i this is a dilemma i think we're going to run into probably for the next 5 years for the next 5 years there are going to be games that fall into the good category and I think the good category is going to get a lot of flag, right? I think it's going to get a lot of flag. I think people are going to be like, well it's not, you know, an award winning, mind blowing never experienced it before you know, game. Because we all know that there are games like you know, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart or Returnal or even when God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West hit, I think they're going to be you know, Highly praised, insane, crazy awesome games. And they're all single player. Halo has to land in a different valley of... It's got to look good, it's got to evolve, but it's a multiplayer game. And I typically, in my experience in, in, in gaming, multiplayer games tend to not quite have the same... Oh my gosh... This is otherworldly. The graphics are insane. Look at the detail of Kratos' skin. Like, you're not going to have those moments. I will say, though, I will say that the cutscenes look really, really good. They're arguably the best cutscenes of a Halo I've seen. Like, I think the cutscenes do look really, really good in this game. But is the goal of Halo for you to, you know, see the, see the, the texture of, of the skin of a character, right? Is it that kind of a game? I don't know. I just think certain games have certain goals, and I don't think this game's goal is to is to do what maybe people are expecting out of it. I don't know. No Man's Sky, I think, would get up there now. No Man's Sky looks incredible. No Man's Sky looks incredible, and it's an open-world game that you can play with other people. All those things are true, but No Man's Sky is not not intended to look like the real world. Halo is meant to kind of look like the real world. You've got humans, soldiers, you know, pine trees and grass. Like there's a there's an element to No Man's Sky that's arcadish in its execution of graphics. It's a little arcadish, you know what I mean? Um 
So I don't know if that's a f- necessarily a fair comparison. Like Halo falls into the valley of like needing to be somewhat photorealistic because it's in the, it's it's taking place in like the, the what we would consider to be the quote unquote real world, right? My opinion is what make Halo good is its sandbox. Uh, that's what's shown off here. Online service game rip. We need more tangible things. Right now. I feel like there's two choices that developers can make. I feel like they can choose to make an insanely awesome, super, super graphically vibrant single-player game. And then after that, I feel like their choice is multiplayer sort of online service game. I feel like that's kind of where... That's the two camps where everything's falling into, isn't it? You've got... Horizon Forbidden West, you've got God of War Ragnarok, you've got, you know, you've got those. Those are the, the mind-blowing single-player games. And then everything else is, tr- is is like going live service because they want that ongoing monetization. They want that ongoing revenue. You know what I mean? You know. Jabair says, Eugene, you seem to talk like every game is a contest, a chance to prove which console is better. It just needs to be a good Halo. That's all I want. to me that's that's kind of what i was getting at like isn't it okay if it's just a good halo isn't isn't that okay i mean i'm okay with that does it need does it need to be more than that i don't know if it needs to be more than that change your playback speed to 1.5 reduce the lag from browser refreshing live isn't always live Oh, uh, that's a good. That's that. That's not bad. That's not bad. You'll always catch up, <laughs> but then I'll be talking really fast, or I'll only be talking fast if you're behind. I guess that makes sense. The multiplayer crowd needs it to be more. Yeah, I don't know about that, Wolvie. I, like, I think arena shooters are having a bit of a comeback, but I think the biggest concern with arena shooters is you need the per, you need the teams, you need the teams and the orgs to get behind them. If the teams and the orgs don't get behind them, I don't know if you'll have you, you just, I don't know if you'll have the the launching pad that you'll need and and that could happen. There's a lot of people interested in this. There's a lot of commentators, there's a lot of shoutcasters, there's a lot of content creators that are interested and there may be teams that get super super into, you know, Halo Infinite. I think arena shooters can have can have a bit of a comeback. I I I I've I've said that I think battle royales have run their course. And that there won't be any other major players with Battle Royale in the future. Now, <clears throat> Battle Royale has essentially been confirmed for Halo Infinite. I know Ginger did a video on this. We're, I'm supposed to be doing my own video soon on on the details that have come out about Halo Infinite's Battle Royale. Um, there was the leaked audio of like the announcer saying Battle Royale or whatever, and then there's been more. There's been more that's come out. You don't need teams or orgs for a successful multiplayer game. Not everything needs MLG or the equivalent. Robert, I think five years ago I would have agreed with you, but not now. Not now. Oh, that's right. The orgs are already backing it. We're proud to present the HCS partnered teams for the launch of Halo Infinite. Yeah, Phase is in there. There, there there's, some, there's some decent teams. Cloud9, Envy, Phase. That's right. We covered that in the video. We covered that in the video. I think in this day and age, Robert, you need the teams in the orgs to get behind it because you need it to turn it. It needs to be a spectacle. It needs to be something that you can watch. 
I'm, I'm, I think that the, t- I think that the, the, the game has changed, right? If you're going to make a PvP game and the orgs and nobody gets behind it, then you're a flash in the pan. You're flash in the pan. I think what drives engagement, what to keep people coming back, is is the spectacle. Now, <clears throat> I don't know. Not in this space. The HDS has nine teams, and it's must, and it must for it to thrive. Yeah, I think the rules of the game have changed a little bit. Oh, so I went back to light roast. My wife has been drinking the Frickmas Roast, and I went back to the Light Roast, and man, I forgot just how insanely good uh, it is. Um, <clears throat> Halo was one of the biggest esports games back in the day. It could be, it would be silly for them to drop the ball. I think try this. Watch this trailer but sub out Master Chief and Cortana for more generic characters. Nobody would be impressed by this video if it didn't say Halo in it. Um, the only reason I don't think that that's true is we, we have a lot more details than that, right? We have a lot more details than that. So if I knew there was a sci-fi game coming out with free-to-play multiplayer, arena shooter and had RPG elements and open world and vehicles and I saw this trailer, I'd be like hey, that might have some potential to be like the next, you know, like the next uh, the next live service sci-fi game you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of room in the space for that right now now it's not going to be a looter, which that obviously changes things, so it's not really going to be in the, the, the space of like Destiny but outside of Destiny, there's not really anything like this. There's not something where you can like play against your buddies, but then also go on missions, and there's outposts and open world and, and vehicles and stuff. Now, surely, there wouldn't be the number of people watching. There wouldn't be the number of people interested, okay? But I would certainly be like, I, that, 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 uh... I'd be like, that has potential. That looked pretty dope. He just blew up some vehicle with a rocket in the air and then grappled to it and then got inside the vehicle. And, you know, I I don't know. Creature says, I think the opposite. If this didn't say Halo on it, it would be more impressive. You may be interested, but you wouldn't be impressed. I don't necessarily know if myself or even the Halo fans in chat are arguing that we're impressed. I've been kind of couching things in it's good and it's okay for things to be just good it doesn't need like I don't need to be like dabbing my eyes and being like emotional at the end of the trailer like oh it was so beautiful like I think it's just okay for it to be good I think the cutscenes look good I think the combat looks better you know what I mean I'm now bored even more for Halo good sir Uh, even more not bored wait Oh, I'm not bored even more. That is such a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> so you're not bored, Mo. <laughs> Battlefield games have no scene and they're doing fine. In what realm do you think the Battlefield franchise is doing fine right now, Robert? Like, in, in how do you measure fine? Like... Battlefield's launching 2042, but prior to 2042, where where is Battlefield right now in the realm of shooters? Is anybody paying any attention to it? I mean, outside of the new game coming out, right? 
you know, it 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 isn't Rainbow Six Siege. It isn't Valorant. It isn't. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's not Call of Duty. Nobody's paying attention to Battlefield right now. I wouldn't say that franchise is in a good state. Their last couple did not do very well at all. If it was doing bad, they would stop making them. I feel like that's a non sequitur. I don't think that's logically connected. No. If it was doing bad, they would stop making them. It doing bad does not automatically follow that they would stop making them. It's doing bad. It's doing poorly. The franchise is doing poorly. Hasn't done very well, commercially or critically. From the from the from the, the the reviews and from the community, that doesn't automatically mean they would stop making it. That how many games have done have done poorly and they continue to make games? I mean, for Pete's sakes, Halo Five didn't do well either, and they're making another one. You know what I'm saying? Battlefield Four is still doing great. EA had to make a bunch of new servers as there were many people playing it. Okay, but you're not necessarily representing that in a fair way. You gotta tell the full story. Battlefield 4 had a surge of interest after Battlefield 2042's announcements and they had to turn more servers on. Is that, is that, is that hype and engagement still going on? Is that still happening? Like, that's Battlefield 4 by the way. Come on. A game doesn't need to be relevant to be successful. But if we go back and look at the last couple Battlefields, look at their Metacritic, look at their reviews, look at their commercial success, I don't think anybody would conclude that Battlefield's doing just fine. I think 2042 is like their turnaround. Like, they're trying to turn things around. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, and, and again, you're, you're arguing that Battlefield's doing so great... Battlefield's doing so great that it doesn't need to it doesn't need to hold a space in the esports scene. If we compare the commercial success, the notoriety and the popularity of Rainbow Six Siege, Call of Duty Warzone, um, you know, any of the other shooters right now to Battlefield, Battlefield's not even at the, not, they're not even sitting at the table. They're not even getting invited to the poker game, homie. Like they're nowhere, they're nowhere right now. Everybody's waiting for the next one to come out. And the next one could come out and be amazing. It could. I played it. I tell you what, Battlefield 2042, it, it di- didn't look and feel like it was going to change things that much. It really didn't. It really didn't. There was latency issues. There was lag issues. There was clipping and bugs. Uh, There's all kind of stuff. Like, I don't know, man. 2020 may still be wreaking havoc on the quality of games when they launch because it's basically like put up or shut up now for some of these titles and they're going to launch and still not exactly be ready, you know if you don't have to wait ages for matchmaking then a game's doing fine, good versus great well here's, here's here's a dilemma with your with your logic Robert when did battlefield when did battlefield 4 launch because I told you five years ago I would have agreed with you but in this space I don't agree with you anymore battlefield 4 release which was eight years ago okay established franchises that have been around for that long it's not a fair comparison there was a time where you could boot up quake live and there'd be people playing and you didn't have to wait long for matchmaking that doesn't mean that the Quake franchise is doing fine, right? What I'm talking about is, in this day and age, in 2021, if you don't get esports and orgs and momentum and traction there, you will be flashing the pan. 
you will be flash in the pan nobody will pay attention to you and your ongoing your ongoing sales and your projections and things that you want to have happen will be dramatically hindered by a lack of esports presence right so i'm not saying you need it but i'm saying it's going to hinder your your reach significantly if you don't have esports orgs involved if you think i'm wrong I guess I'd have to ask the question, why would Halo Infinite already have secured, like, nine organizations if I'm wrong? (laughs) Like, if you don't have esports, you don't make all the money. Right, like, that's generally what I'm driving at. I'm not saying it's needed. You can be a commercially successful game without esports, but if you want your game to matter in six months, I think you need to have the orgs and you need to have the viewers and the audience you you need to win the you need to win the crowd you know win the crowd and win your freedom <laughs> whatever he says in in uh in gladiator another thing metacritic is trash there are people on metacritic that review a game that haven't even beaten the game that they're reviewing I'm not going to act like Metacritic is the be-all, end-all. I was just saying, like, generally speaking, you can't make a very good case that the last couple Battlefields have done very well. (laughs) Like, they haven't. They have not done very well, both from the community, from commercial sales, and from the critics. They've not done that great. They've, They've had a decline in quality and the public's reception. The HDS was a huge draw when Halo was king. Why would you not, uh, expect it back? I don't think anybody's saying they don't expect it back. I was simply saying that if you don't have the orgs backing you, it's going to be really, really hard to get your 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 game kind of in that that lane of prestige. You know, I personally think a game is fine if the player base is there. Well, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. What does having the orcs mean? Orgs like organizations, the the esports orgs. I'm just saying orgs. I'm just shorthanding it. Here's the thing. Here, here's here's well where I'll, where I'll couch it, Robert. If you want your game to have ongoing PvP, then you better act as if it's going to be treated like an esport and treated by competitive players with seriousness. Do you want to know why? Because if not, no one's playing your game in six months. It doesn't matter if people are watching you on Purple or YouTube. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about you've got to build it as if there is esports potential. You need ranked. You need unranked. You need incentivization for the hardcore players, the skilled players. Reasons to keep coming back. Reasons to go into a ranked playlist or an unranked playlist. Reasons to care. Reasons to compete. If you don't do that, then the game becomes boring very quickly. You don't have a funnel. You're not funneling your hardcore players, and that's the death of a game. It'll get cannibalized. Magical fat guy with two months says pineapple juice. Okay. Two months from Eugene. Thanks for those membership renewals. Guys, there's a variety of ways to support the channel. You can order coffee with the coffee command. You can become a member. Uh, I got disc plates behind me. Obviously, Master Chief's over my shoulder. If you want to get disc plates, use the disc plate command or the shirt command. I am wearing a Zelda shirt today. Uh, I am wearing a Zelda shirt today. When is that? Oh, that's February. I was like, what the what? Who cares what you think? You're a PlayStation fan. Why do you care? It, It's, it must be like a really unenjoyable way to go through life to think in such narrow categories. Like I have a PlayStation five. I also have an Xbox series X. 
I also have a Switch. I also have a PC. So while I'm playing all of the games that come out and enjoying video games as a hobby, I don't know. Like, what do you enjoy? Being a tribalistic moron? Like, is that... Did you put that on your resume? Like, you go and sit down and get an interview and you're like, I'm a tribalistic idiot and I insult people on the internet because I, like I like a piece of plastic that plays video games and I don't like this other piece of plastic that plays video games. Like expand your horizons you know what i'm saying spend a couple skill points in intelligence because you're uh you're swinging and missing here the audacity the audacity that i would enjoy all of the platforms (laughs) for different reasons (laughs) oh man always kills me it always kills me My plastic is superior to your plastic. That's right. Watching this on loop isn't helping. It looks old and generic. You silly PlayStation fan. (laughs) Uh, Behemoth with nine months and a tier two. Thank you so much. I appreciate that so, so much, dude. Welcome back. (laughs) Are they paying you? (laughs) I mean, I was critical. People said that the narrator is Cortana. That's who they said. Roger with two months. Dude, so many memberships coming in with renewals. Thank you very, very much. Somebody said that the narrator was Cortana. I'm sorry. Her voice as a narrator for a trailer, it didn't it didn't work. It didn't work. I think she I think the narrator hurt the quality of this video, like big time. You know. Big time. <laughs> it's the same voice actor. Yeah, I don't think it did what maybe they wanted it to do, you know? Now, maybe if you're, like, a long-standing fan or something, you hear her voice and it, like, does something, you know? It tickles the nostalgia, I, I guess. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that was a mistake. I think that was a mistake. I think their choice of combat and their choice of cutscene display, what they decided to show, I think was all very, very good. I think she hurts the trailer, you know what I mean? She's doing the voice for both AIs. They should have just blasted music over it. If there's one thing, listen, I'm not going to sit here and and put feathers in Bungie's cap. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to put feathers in Bungie's cap. But if there's one thing that people should have learned from them is that music is everything. Their trailers lately have been so insanely good, and it's largely because of they just some music, some splash text on screen, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't you don't need somebody being like, in this generation of Halo Infinite, you'll be able to drive tanks. Like, I, I can my I'm, I'm watching the trailer, you know? I can I can I can see I can see what's going on. <laughs> I can see what's happening. <laughs> I don't need help, you know? Five spot from East Coast Overlord. This guy is confused. Lono plays indie games on P- PC, so he's actually a PC elitist. Get it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever platform I'm defending or talking about for the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely should have hired the same team to do their trailers. Yeah, there, 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 is, there is something to be said. There is something to be said for, uh, for the trailers that they crank out. You know what I'm saying? Horizon Forbidden West, Master uh, Aloy's new abilities... I don't want to see any of that though, man. Oh, they're gonna start. You're gonna start trickling all that info out and get me real excited. February is so far away. You know what I mean? 
<clears throat> Look at the Doom soundtrack. Oh, golly. That's probably one of the best soundtracks in existence, you know? <laughs> um, the Halo campaign overview just redirected me to your stream. Dope. Well, that's good to hear. When I was done watching it, do you know what it did? It put me in 30 and still gaming stream and he was covering it. So, like, YouTube is, uh, YouTube's getting, getting involved, you know? They're, they're, they're getting, they're getting smart. They're getting smart, uh, with where they land, with where they land people. And it's like, well, clearly, clearly we, uh, <laughs> You're interested in Halo, so we're going to put you in somebody's stream where, you know, you're sub to them. You support them. You know what I mean? The background renders bad. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Is that old or is that in this trailer, uh, Paul? (laughs) That that is kind of (laughs) bad. You know? It's pretty sad when your trailers are more exciting than your actual game. Oh, whatever. The one-year delay definitely helped. Oh, that's in the new one? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, at 5.36? Okay, so at 5.36 in this trailer, Paul Paul spotted some bad draw distance uh, going on. We're going to go to 5.36. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad, dude. What's going on up there? What's going on up there? You see? What's happening? What's going on on those structures in the distance? Is that me- is that the metal, though? Is it supposed to look like that? No, I think that's on purpose, Paul. No, I don't think that's, a, I don't think that's missing texture. I think it has to do with this structure up here on the left. I think they've lined the edges with their metal. Yeah, those aren't missing textures, I don't think. I don't think. Because look, they're, they're clearly... Look at the textures on the metal structure up at the top. They're, they're drawing that, and it's been rendered. I don't, I don't think so. And the rocks right down here at similar distance on the left have been textured. I don't know. I, I think that might be a metal. Th- that might be just metal viewed at a distance. They've lined the edges of the. It's like they've terraformed the world. Whatever built that structure. It's like they went to the edge and wrapped it in metal or something. <clears throat> It'd be weird for that to end up in a cutscene because he's not even. That's a cutscene. He's not in the. He's not in the world. I mean, he, he is, but he isn't. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that'd be weird to have that mistake in a cutscene. <clears throat> we still got Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year, MLK, Valentine's Day. It'll be a hot minute until Horizon. I know, I know. It's going to take a while. Those are pieces of the Halo. Definitely could be the metal. Yeah, I don't think it's the. I don't think it's like missing uh, like renders or textures or something. It's an in-engine cutscene. The use of Cortana is actually really good in the first part, says Akuta Papa. The second part, not so much. It would have been better just to be chief. I'm just going to say it, okay? 
I'm just gonna say it. You're not doing yourself any favors by letting Chief and Cortana talk that much at all. Like, I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> like, once you're in the game, sure, but in a trailer, neither... He is not gonna get people... Ex- like, he'll get fans excited, but he's not gonna... He's not gonna make people be like, oh, wow, he seems awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kratos could walk out and be like, and just, like, grunt, and everybody would get excited. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Kratos could walk out of a cave, look at his son, just and just grunt, and everyone would freaking love it, because there is just so much established depth to that character, and so much realism to his character. so well done, right? Master Chief's kind of, you know, there's not a lot there. You know, he's the he's the classic man of few words, tough guy protagonist. You know, yeah, boy. All I would have to say is boy. Uh, hey, somebody ordered some light roast. Uh, I'm not going to say your full name unless it's your full name in YouTube chat. Someone with, uh, oh, C Moral 2. Thank you, C Moral. Moral 2. First coffee order of the day. Bunch of people should get their coffee that ordered it on uh, Friday. We had like 15 coffee orders on Friday. So we pen- we spent a large portion of our Saturday making sure everybody got their coffee orders. Black screen, frosty breath, boy. People would lose it. Yeah, that's all you need. And then the music, the do, do, do. <laughs> it's all like do, do, do. And he'd be like, boy. <laughs> And everyone would be like, that's all I needed, dude. 30 seconds. <laughs> Who's more generic than Master Chief other than the Doom guy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- that's the point, you know? At the time, you didn't need... That was the thing. That was the vibe. You just... The, the protagonist didn't need to say much. Or if they did, it was, it was you know, pretty basic, you know? Pretty pretty throwaway it wasn't it wasn't super super needed you know also we hadn't played games like the last of us or ghost of tsushima yet we hadn't played you know movies on our consoles a lot has changed since first since the first time master chief started talking you know the rocks on the left Yeah, it's those are metal structures. I just think the draw distance on the metal gets very plain, Paul. I I, I think yeah, barrier's got a snapshot. It's a metal structure. That's see when you see that just like lines of metal and you look at that at a distance, it does look like like there's a missing texture. The depth of field is way off. I don't know if it's depth of field or just how do you show distance on metal at that how do you show detail on metal at that distance? It's just a flat surface. There's nothing to it. Here, 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 here. Go back, go back, go back. I'm, I'm going back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you if you can watch the stream, Paul. If you can watch the stream, I'm gonna freeze it and I'm gonna show you that the draw distance in the game is totally fine. That metal just doesn't show lots of detail. Right here, where they're jumping off. I see not a single issue with draw distance. All the way to the furthest rock, mountain, hill, texture, tree, over here on the left. But guess what I see? I see these weird metal columns, right? These weird metal columns over here, they look they look subdued, plain, and drab because it's a metal column. But when I come inside at the same draw distance, when I come inside, the dust, the rocks, the trees, the shadows, it all looks fine, right? 
it all looks totally fine. No, no, Paul's, yeah, Paul's, a, he likes Halo. He's analyzing it as a, he's in gaming and development. Like, he, he knows how this stuff works. Same does, okay, here's a great example right above me, okay? You can see these metal columns strewn about. And you see a little bit of a shine and a sheen here. But the further they get away, follow my mouse, up here, look how flat and subdued they look. I, I, I don't think you can make like metal, a flat metal surface look that impressive at a draw distance of that, that length. It's going to look bland. It's a flat one color surface. You see how the grass automatically looks detailed at a distance? Why? It has variations of color. It has, you know, imperfections and shade and, and like, you know, there's darker spots and patchy spots. But when you look at a flat metal surface at a distance, it doesn't look like anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't look like anything. It looks... That's why, if you look at this snapshot right here, you can clearly see the draw distance on the metal where I'm circling with my mouse, it looks like it's something wrong. And you look right here, and everything's fine. The trees, the rocks, the shading, all of it. Looks like it's meant to look that way, like a world under construction. I don't think it's a draw distance thing. I, I'm, I'm telling you, it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a trick of the eye. Like, when you look at something at that distance, that's bad. Where did you pull that from? Where did, where is that at 211? Okay, he pulled that from 211. All right, hang on. All right, at 211, he seems to have spotted. What is going on here? Oh, may yeah, yeah, maybe they may be misfiring on some textures over here on the left. No, he's right. I wonder if that's artifacting on YouTube though, because it's not. It's not like that in other scenes. Yeah, there is something weird in some of the screenshots. He's not wrong. I think Paul's right. Hang on, let me back it up. Yeah, there's something funky going on. <clears throat> Over here on these structures here, you can see it. It's the best to look right here where I'm circling. Right here, this wall. See this rock, the trees, and the surrounding stuff? But then these walls, it's like the textures are misfiring or something. I don't know. It's odd. The li- They're not interacting with the light properly. Like, this area right here, what the frick is that? What is that? Giant square of like no texture right that could be a handful of things that could be artifacting from the render right it could be yeah the blur from the mist could be jacking with it because there is mist over there um it could be when they exported it sometimes the compression of the video file causes stuff like that to happen that could be any number of things or it literally could be the world misfiring on textures some of these other shots, though, I'm not seeing that happening. So it literally could be a bug that they just didn't catch. It could 100% be a draw distance bug that they just didn't catch and it ended up in the footage. Because it's, it's, you got to really be watching for it. You know what I mean?
Yeah, but techno, the things around it were clear. That's what was so that's what made it stand out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. It's either artifacting from the compression of the render. It could literally be a draw distance bug that can be fixed. Because there's plenty of other shots in this trailer where that's not happening. So it one hundred it could one hundred percent literally just be a bug. You know what I'm saying? Um is our, is our video going to be ready for this afternoon, Creature? Which one are we going with? I, I keep checking the channel. Um, overall, it looks good. Yeah, I think overall it looks good. That, again, could be something fu- again, it could be something funky going on. You know? It does look like compression issues. I've been streaming and making videos for a really long time, and it, that's what it looked like to me. I, I've had videos where I go back and watch and there's like fast movement and it gets all artifacty and weird and it looks like I'm blurry, but then other parts of the video look fine. Like, you know what I mean? Look at all the characters' movement animation. It looks floaty and basic. I thought that little fight there was fine. Um, of course, it will be ready. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know. It was like, we're going to be putting a video up. I kept looking for it. <laughs> I didn't I don't know what's going on. You had me record like 85 videos. <laughs> uh, you're going to go with that one? Okay, okay. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, SNTR Presents is going to start to get some really really fun content. I'm really enjoying uh some of the content that we're putting over there. Just recording it has been a blast. Um, going into different settings, getting into more serious topics about like culture and entertainment. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, little, well, I'll, I'll tease you a little bit. Some of them are about the purple platform. Some are about YouTube. And one of them, one of them is about Chappelle. So you guys, I hope you, I hope you like the content I start putting over there. I'm very excited. I, it was so fun to film, uh, these, these videos. So. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be putting those videos live every day around uh, three o'clock Eastern, and that's the same time that the Say No to Rage stories go live. But the Say No to Rage story episodes go live on Thursdays. So the rest of the week, we're we're hoping that these uploads are uh, are enjoyed by you guys and anybody else still sub to that channel. So. So I'm excited. I obviously. Am, am, am wanting to get into I don't know I, I, I like commentating on cultural things I like commentating on worldview things uh, I had a really really great time with Gothics recently uh, with with her episode and uh, it really I think is lighting a fire it's lighting a creative fire there um, gotta tread lightly with Chappelle stuff I actually think that the the the, the video turned out really really well I, I actually do I think people will enjoy it I think I think I handled it in the in a good way um, obviously I'm biased I'm the one who made the video but <laughs> I think I honestly think I, I think we could maybe foster that over there the vids aren't interactive are you doing Q&A's after these vids as well we'll see okay we will see um we gotta we gotta be careful number one we don't want to stretch me too thin and number two we don't want to. We don't want to saturate that. We don't want to hit that channel too much, right? We don't want to hit it too much. For more serious topics, I don't know. I might consider it. I might consider it because if the if the let, let's say the Chappelle video does amazing and we get a ton of comments and a ton of back and forth, I may say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna do a follow up video and we're gonna follow that that one up with an AMA. Do you see? 
we don't want to immediately start going overboard and being like video AMA, video AMA, video AMA, and then everyone's like, whoa, dude, this is this is too much of a good thing. Like, settle the frick down, Lono. So right now, the format of every Thursday, we're going to do that. And then the other videos, we'll see how they do, how they perform, what's the reception, what's the feedback, what's the comments. And then if we feel we it warrants it, I'll be like, oh, this deserves a follow-up and maybe an AMA. So a lot of that's going to depend on uh, the topics and the reception and everything else, you know. Anyone else in the audience feel not that hyped about uh, Supporting Gothics? Your interview was great, but some of their other content I can't agree with. That's one of the reasons I think I'm happy to align with her and work with her. I don't agree with everything she thinks either. Those are probably healthier friendships and relationships to have. Am I am I going to be able to find somebody on YouTube or, or, or anywhere in the content creator space where I agree with everything they think? And would those even be enjoyable conversations anything, anyway? I'm going to tell you something right now. I can see a future where I'm on an episode or a podcast disagreeing with her, and I think it'll be amazing television. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. But I have an inkling that that will happen one day, and it'll be freaking amazing. Like, it'll be good television. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It'll be good television. You know? Um... Uh... Live interaction is for series content. There will always be a series on Thursday. Right, but I'm going to leave room for myself, like I said. If that, like, let's say that Chappelle video just takes off and goes nuts, and there's tons of comments, and I feel like it warrants a follow-up, and then live interaction, we'll do that. But that'll be case by case. Largely, I think Creature is right. We're going to save the live AMA stuff for series, if we're doing an entire series. Do you know what I'm saying? There were haters in her chat last episode. Yeah, they don't kick people out for that, though. If you come in and you're nasty and you're saying nasty stuff, like, you, you gotta cross a lot of lines for them to ban you. Um, they generally just kind of, like, let it ride. You know what I mean? Um, so. You guys, here's the thing. You haven't seen me truly debate or engage with somebody. You've never seen me do it, right? Uh, I enjoy filtered, unfiltered contrast because you often didn't agree with Cody. Yeah, some of my best episodes with Cody on Unfiltered Contrast were where we were strongly disagreeing about stuff. That was the best. That's probably the closest you've seen me debate somebody. But you've not seen me, like, really stretch my debate chops and and get in the ring with somebody. It's different when I'm sitting here on the mic and you're typing in chat. Like, that's not fair at all. That's like, that's like, you know, it's like I'm Mike Tyson and, you know... And you're, you know, you're, it's like I'm in a, it's like I'm in a preschool dodgeball fight. It's not fair. Like the amount of things you can type in the span of, of two minutes that I can talk and go on a tirade. It's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Now I try to play fair. I try to make it a good engagement and a good debate, but there's a big difference between that and going toe to toe with somebody who also has a mic who's intelligent. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's on it. You know what I mean? It's, it's just not it's just not a fair fight a lot of the times when I'm sitting here on the mic, you know what I mean? She usually engages with haters, and if you listen to her long enough, you'll find plenty to disagree with. Oh, I guarantee you. I guarantee you her and I depart ways on a lot of things. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to get into, like, some of the religious discussions with her, because she, she, she touched on that. She said in her own way she's had, like, a spiritual change. I'm like, okay, let's do an episode about that. <laughs> so... We'll see. We'll see. I like doing. I like doing stuff with her. I like working with her. She's. I think she's a good person. I think she's a good soul. Um, and uh, 
us not agreeing on stuff will probably be, be some of the better content. Like the stuff we've made now is okay, but I think that would be the better that would be the better content. You know, two two people have different views that aren't name calling and want to cancel each other. Like right, like I feel like we could establish. Um, one of the things you guys are going to hear me say a lot in a lot of my upcoming videos, I'm really going to push for something, something I'm kind of passionate about is recapturing discourse. I believe we as a society and a culture have lost the ability to have discourse. And if her and I could put that on display and other people could put that on display, you can start to establish new rules for how the public comes together and discusses things like diffuse and take the power of the polarization in the media and the 24-hour news cycle take their power from them shift the generational allegiances stop watching them support avenues and mediums that allow for healthy public discourse and those news organizations will die they're already they're already on their way out truth be told they'll be done once the generation that watches them is done like you know once the last person from that generation is cold and in the ground, then those news organizations will also be cold and in the ground. There'll be nothing. There'll be nobody left to watch them. They're garbage. They're utter refuse. They're not worth your time or allegiance. You it, support true public discourse and accurate information. That's what you should be supporting. And uh, I think there's a generational shift already happening. I don't think we have the stomach for what a lot of the older generation supports. You know what I mean? Now that you find your faith again, is more of your content going to touch on that? I'm going to be real careful with that, Christina. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, 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 um, I'm going to be real careful with that. I don't want to take a 50,000 sub channel and start like cracking open like, you know, like, I don't know. There, they, you got to be careful with that. Now, if I want to talk about entertainment and culture and bring some of my thoughts to bear on it, sure. But an actual channel that engages in discussions about like what I think and believe, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, completely agree. We've forgotten how to disagree as a whole. College with high school, college and high school students are not even being taught the Socratic method anymore. I like uh, I like what she has to say, but I'm always going to gravitate towards. Uh, counterculture and mainstream uh, views. Right. I'd love to see if Lono can foster a place where political discussions can remain just that, a discussion. (laughs) As long as it doesn't get preachy, I'm open for it. I am more of the approach that I would just simply ask people questions. There's a difference between proselytizing and uh... Well, how do I want to say this? I want to come up with a good saying here because I think that'd be a, that'd be a good way to say it. There's a difference between evangelizing and engaging. Like I think there's just a difference between being like I'm going to try and convince you that I'm right and what I think is right. There's a difference between that and being like just asking questions. What do you think about this? And just being like, okay, cool. I like hearing I like hearing that perspective. Have you ever considered this? Have you ever considered that? And that sort of being it, like, I can't see it going much further beyond that. Like, you're not going to see me trying to, it's not going to suddenly feel like Lono is, uh, <laughs> Lono's knocking on my door and handing me a piece of paper and telling me that I should read it and consider it. Like, that's not going to be, <laughs> that's not me, man. That's not me. Like, uh, faith-based content is rough for a lot of people. 
I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I, I've watched a lot of the faith-based stuff that's out there, and I hate using this word. I think it's super over. I think it's super overused, but it just feels kind of cringy. I, I, I don't... I never want to yuck someone's yum. I never want to act like this is super important to you, and you're passionate about it, and you love your holy book, whichever holy book that it is, right? You love yours, and you love your... wherever you worship, Okay? And I never want to do that. I never want to, like, you know, sour someone's passion. But I watch a lot of stuff, and I'm just like, man, I just, just this is just kind of, it's just, just kind of cringy. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you know? What <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, chat? Like, I, I, this, it gets really passionate, and they're looking at the camera. I, I don't know if this is the venue for me to like this. I, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to go there. I just don't know if this is... The, I don't know if it works. I just don't. I, it always feels a little strange. I don't know. Uh, it's a black hole. Face with face and no win game. Yes, cringy is the right word. I think it's better to say... Like, let's say I was going to sit down. I worked with a guy who was an agnostic. And the discussions were always just so freaking amazing. I loved working with him. Because we would blink... We would blink and the day would be over. It'd be time to go home. It was like my favorite. It was like my favorite time to work was when I was working with him. It was it was my favorite days. And to me, if we're it, like, let's say I were to sit down, I got a mic. This other person's got a mic, and we're polar opposites on like a fi- like faith. Okay, we're polar opposites. I'd rather say the intention of this episode and discussion is to increase understanding and empathy that's the point i'm not trying to be right or to prove you wrong it's a let's i just want to understand i want to have empathy for someone on your side of the issue so i can i can more fully grapple with our differences and find common ground like that to me is what I'd want to do with it. I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna debate an atheist." Why? What? That's been done ten times over. You know what I'm saying? If you want to see two people get in the ring and debate the existence and the non-existence of something, oh, homie, there, there's there, that 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 is there. That content exists. Okay, I'm not interested in that. I'm just I'm just not interested in that. I would rather just grow an understanding and empathy for people who are not even remotely on the plane that I'm on. I think that is far more uh, profitable. I think that does two things. I think it's good for me. Good for them. I think it's good for culture. If you want to have like a diverse culture, if you want to have a culture of people that think and, and function, you know, differently than each other, then... I, I don't know. I feel like that's the runway. Isn't that the runway to a healthy culture that understands and sympathizes and empathizes for each other? You know what I'm saying? I, I would rather take up for, like, imagine, uh, imagine, you know, somebody's trying to do something in public schools and there are a group of people that don't feel it's appropriate. They don't feel it's right. And what if... I'm more likely to maybe agree with them if I understand their position and sympathize with them and empathize with them and being like, you know what? I don't even believe in their God, but I'm, I'm not okay with this either. I'm, I'm aligning with them as a fellow, like, 
human being and neighbor, right? Now, I'm less likely to do that if I think they're my enemy. <laughs> like, I'm going to be like, I don't care what the issue is. I'm going to take the the opposite position of them. Why? It has nothing to do with intelligence, facts. It has nothing to do with evidence. It's purely rooted in a tribalistic instinct. Do you see? If my instinct is tribalistic, I'm like, they're my enemy because the, the, because the TV box told me so. The TV box told me they're my enemy. Therefore, I take the opposite position. Well, what ends up happening? I'll tell you what happens. Good things don't happen. Good things don't happen. Because why? Because you are essentially pitting yourself against something. It's like cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's like, well, if they made this change, it would actually benefit all the children at the school. It would actually benefit X, Y, and Z, and da, 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 da. But if my instinct's tribal... I would, I might stand up against something that would end up helping me, but it's not rooted in anything other than the fact that, like, I see this person as my enemy. So if you can get the culture, if you can get people to start to grow in empathy and understanding, then I think that's when common ground and progress happens. Right now, what tends to happen is we think we should do this. Well, you're my enemy, so I don't think so. Why? Well, because button hot button word this hot button word that that's why and and the polarization is driving everything if you really think about it right like it drives cancel culture it drives the idea of assimilate or die it drives the idea of like well we don't like what this person said take their money their income hurt them harm them that's that the like i don't the the undercurrent beneath all of that is a lack of empathy and tribalism that's it and if you can start to diffuse that if you can make those fires burn a little less hot maybe we'll we'll start to see some good change maybe we'll start to see some good change maybe we'll start to see things get better you know with respect to cultural healing you know and and what we would consider to be good progress because like progress for the sake of progress progress for the sake of progress could could be could be destructive and then you're gonna be like well we made progress though you know what i'm saying if you run ripshot over other people and you're mean and nasty i don't know if i would consider that to be good progress you know what i mean so if that kind of content ever exists and i'm a part of it that's my starting position I don't care about trying to prove you wrong. I don't really care about trying to prove me right. That's not what I'm interested in. I don't think that I don't think that happens. (laughs) Do we want do you want to talk about that? Like, I don't think that happens. I don't think you know what I mean? I don't think anybody is like, you know what? I was a just absolutely committed agnostic and I debated a Muslim and I am now I'm now a convert like come on that doesn't happen generally what happens is both sides say their piece they go through the rehearsed point counterpoint point counterpoint and then they walk away and each side thinks their side won like that's all that happens like it's like come on that was was that it now if it's done respectfully I think it can be educational like, if it's done respectfully, it can be educational. And people will be like, well, 
I never knew that about that belief system, or I never knew that about people that think in this way. And maybe that helps with the empathy, you know? Maybe that helps with the understanding. But generally speaking, I, I think that those have their purpose and their place. Two people coming together and debating, as long as it's done respectfully, I think it has its place. I think a lot of that stuff's gotten long in the tooth. It's been debated time and time again. It's been it's been debated up one side and down the other. And it's more it's more helpful, I think, to be like, listen, we're probably not gonna move in our positions. Right? We're our commitments aren't gonna move, our positions aren't gonna move. But what if we move as people? in an effort of increasing like love isn't that isn't that the goal in my mind that's the goal if your commitments and your positions are unlikely to change from everything we know about people and and how difficult it is for people to change their positions and opinions on things wouldn't it be better to say what what's the goal let's make the goal of this that you and I come together and we become closer as neighbors right motivated by love as opposed to motivated by well I want to make sure and prove that I'm right I gotta win points I don't know these are just these are just the thoughts that I've been having as I'm thinking through I want to cover I want to cover cultural stuff important stuff like actual conversations and, and, and meaningful pieces of content uh, and, I'm, and I'm gonna use that channel to do it and this is just some of the thoughts that I've been having you know um yeah, I thought that was really, really good. That was a good episode, Sven. That was a good episode. Um, so, I'm perfectly okay if someone doesn't believe in my God. Just don't disrespect. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah, Midnight Mass was so good. Do you want to know what my favorite thing about Midnight Mass was? And really all those um, Bly Manor and Hill House? There is something about the way they record their voices that is so crispy and so good. I loved the priest in Midnight Mass. Anytime he was speaking, I felt like I was listening to like a like a like a radio like almost like podcast. It was like he was on a it was like he was on a mic. I don't know what they do with the audio processing for those shows and how they mic them and how they make their voices sound. But boy, I love listening to him speak. I can't. Ex- I don't know what they're doing, but Hill House, Bly Manor, and Midnight Mass. I'm like, they're doing something with the audio. Their voices sound so good, so rich, and it makes it really enjoyable. He especially was very captivating as a character. I really, really liked him. I thought he was excellent. He was very. The scope of what he had to do in that show was just so, so well done very much enjoyed his performance um, and the writing I thought the writing was good I thought the final episode like the girl the, 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 the one girl that was like explaining like the afterlife and existence I thought that was awful I thought that was horribly written it felt like such a departure from the rest of the show but by and large I thought, I thought everything else was very very good um, Victor was seven months double dipping while sipping on some Rageous Rose Frickmas blend my man thank you Victor um I respect that you respect your God, but why should I respect? Well, I don't necessarily think he's asking you to respect his his the entity that he believes in, Robert. He's saying just respect me, right? Allow me to, to allow me to exist. You know what I'm saying? Now, 
this gets touchy, right? This gets touchy because belief drives action. And action can feel um, as if it's an attack on you, you know? Traditionally speaking, this is, this is, a, this has come out in a variety of ways, right? One particular group feels, you know, feels marginalized and attacked because this other group believes a thing and that belief drives action. That's where it gets complicated. I think if we stopped focusing on minimal or or micro instances of differences and started focusing on the macro uh, macro similarities, I think a lot of that stuff would fade and fizzle. I think it makes for good te- television to, to focus on the little teeny splinters between people, right? So your neighborhood may be red and you may be blue, okay? You may be red, maybe blue, but the the splinter of difference between you is actually probably smaller than the than the great the the great reservoir of similarities that you have. You know, the long take single cut monologues in Midnight Mass felt like AAA movie material. I thought everything was fine until she did her little thing at the end. I didn't like the way that it was written. It felt super confusing and wandering. It felt like stream of consciousness drivel. It didn't. I didn't think that it flowed as well as the rest of the show. I just don't think it did. Um, <clears throat> what's that gif? He says, good morning. Good morning. Oh, he was so good. He was so good. Well, Eugene, I think that's that's part of the issue, isn't it? That's part of the issue. You have to get to a place where there are so many people that don't want that to happen. And those people have to band together and say, listen, this isn't, this is, we can't do this. Looks like the Guardians of the Galaxy video game is getting high praise from Skill Up. Really? Really? I was gonna, I was, I was gonna plan on playing it tomorrow to at least showcase it. I mean, um, we obviously have to make sure that we're, we're covering relevant stuff, which is why we pivoted to Halo today. Um, we wanted to make sure to, to pivot to Halo today. Uh, we. I had a topic. I had a topic planned for New World, but I thought it made way more sense to uh, to cover to cover Halo. Um, it's getting high praise from everyone so far. I think my biggest concern about Guardians of the Galaxy is that the combat's going to get super repetitive because you're doing the same moves over and over and over and over and over again. And I don't know how satisfying that will be. That's my biggest. Um, that's my biggest worry and concern. I thought everything else looked fine. I just thought, am I going to be doing the same move a thousand times a mission? Jumping in the air, shooting. Jumping in the air, shooting. Jumping in the air, shooting. Like, will the combat evolve beyond that? You know what I mean? That would be my biggest concern. Is it going to feel like... Do you remember the Marvel Alliance? Uh, remember the Marvel Alliance games? The Marvel Alliance games... Um, that's kind of what this game feel like, felt like, but it was zoomed down. Marvel Alliance, you're always up above, always kind of doing the same moves over and over and over again. Very arcade-ish, very top-down. And then you go and you play this Guardians game, and it kind of looks like, oh, it's the same idea, but it's just down-on-the-ground action-adventure. You know what I mean? If Skillup likes it, Lono won't. That's not true. He and I have, he have, I, you know, he and I have agreed on many titles, actually. Uh, recently... If he thinks the game is good, I'm I I tend to uh, I've tended to agree with him. 
the biggest departure that me and Skillup had, and we, he and I have never interacted, I just, I felt like his review of Anthem could have been so much better if he would have focused on things that mattered and not like his expectations about what the campaign should have been. I think, I just feel like he spent way too much time on that. And the real criticism should have been about lack of end game or, you know, the bugs, the glitches, the poor design, the, the systems at the end that were not interwoven properly. And I, to be fair, I even felt like when I watched his review, he didn't fully understand the combat, and he should have highlighted that as well. Like, they didn't do a good job educating players about the combo system and how combat was supposed to flow in Anthem, and he's playing it like an over-the-shoulder shooter. Like, watch his footage when he when he reviews Anthem. He's, like, shooting guns the whole time. I'm like, that's, that's not how you play Anthem. Um... And I faulted the developers for that. I said that when the game came out. I said, they don't do a good job teaching you about the combos. I was at a freaking capture event, and I spent half the time in the capture event not understanding combos because the game just doesn't explain it to you. I was like, I don't I don't understand why the guns feel so weak. And then all of a sudden, it clicked about halfway through the capture event. It was like, well, that's on the game. Like, what are you doing? A foundational piece of the how the combat flows, and you don't take the time to educate people about it. Like, it didn't. It didn't make any sense. Uh, actually, no. All the games he liked, you thought were bad. What? He liked Kena. I liked Kena Bridge of Spirits, but then again, I got late game, and there was problems, and I criticized those problems. I don't think Kana's bad. I think Kana Bridge of Spirits is flawed. Um, I think it's flawed. You know? Here, we're we're getting a lot of people coming in that want to see this. I'm gonna let this I'm gonna let this run a couple more times uh in this scene. Uh <clears throat> I mean I'd have to I'd have to pull up his channel, but I don't think that that's true, Robert. I don't think that that's true. Uh, that I that I've not liked anything that that he is that he is uh, put out there that he liked. Uh, let's see. Um, you've already played Far Cry Six. Kana Bridge of Spirits is wonderful. Um, I had nothing but praise for Kana until we had some of the issues with the parrying, and again, that to me is flawed. Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut. He and I agree with that. He recommended Aliens Fireteam. He and I agree on that. He recommends The Ascent. We agree on that game. He recommends Death's Door. We agree on that game. Do I need to keep going? He strongly recommends Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I agree with him on that game. I don't agree with him on Hired Gun Necromunda. I thought that game was trash. He doesn't recommend Biomutant. He and I are in agreement there. He strongly recommends Returnal. We are in agreement there. I don't understand. I don't. I don't know where you're getting this idea that like if he likes a game, I don't like it. More than just Kana. I'm not listing anymore, homie. Your your premise is on the ground in tatters. Like I I just listed like eight games in a row that he liked that I recommend or don't recommend. We align on like Biomute. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You got to be careful speaking for me because I don't like when people do that. And I, you know, I just, I think I just, I think I just pretty much pretty, pretty handily dismantled the idea that like, if he likes something, I won't. Um, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Why does it even matter whether Lone agrees with the guy or not anyway? Well, generally speaking, I've noticed this recently when other content creators come up. People are quick to dismiss an opinion if it's from a certain source, right? Um, 
and people have done that with uh, skill up and who was the other guy that came up the other day uh, upper echelon so upper echelon and skill up are in this category of if someone will hear their name and automatically be like well then it's probably bogus or whatever like when uh, uppers video came out about the end game of New World. Like, New World is a broken mess. It's like the title of his video, right? And I went and watched I went and watched uh, Upper's video, and I thought it was fair. I, I don't... I, I do think he's hyperbolic at certain points in the video, which makes it, I think, a less effective video. So if I was critiquing him as a content creator, as an orator, as a speaker, I'd be like... You overstate some things, and I think it weakens his video. But that's my opinion, right? But I thought Upper's video on New World was totally fair. I thought the day that people brought it up in my chat, it got misrepresented like six ways to Sunday. It got misrepresented. Like, people acted like his video was a bunch of things that it wasn't. I've had people do very similar things with Skill Up. They're like, yeah, if it's his video, da, 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 they like immediately reject it and say a bunch of things about him. And it's like they're letting sort of brand loyalty dictate whether or not they take the video serious or not. You know what I mean? But to you, Kana was good. Why aren't you playing it then? It's not relevant. And I thought the, the, the parrying problems were too foundational to the combat. I couldn't enjoy the combat. I still thought it was a good game built by a small studio. And I thought it was I thought it was beautifully done. The art style was great, but somebody else got really late game. It might have been Barrier. Somebody else got late game, and he was like, "It just gets worse." The the the, the parrying problems and the combat problems. There's something I'm telling you. There's something off in Kana's combat. There is. You also have to understand a lot of the people that reviewed it played it on easy just so they could beat it, and so they probably got, they probably got to eat around that. You know what I mean? I think that you would kill that type of format upload. What type orphan are you referring to? Like reviewing games? I just don't. That's tough. I'd have to completely change my 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 daily life and content flow. Barrier says, "Yep, it was me. I was ticked." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just reading the titles of the vids. You said if he likes a game, I won't like it. The titles of his vids were: "I recommend," "I recommend," "I recommend," "I don't recommend," and I walked through and said. He and I are aligned on all these games. On all these on all these titles. Like, I don't understand. So what, are you going to try to claim that a video where he says he recommends a game, he doesn't recommend the game? Or like where he doesn't recommend Biomutant? Do you think that, that his title is not accurate? The titles of his videos are review, it's recommend, not recommend. Back for Blood, he liked it, you don't. Okay, you've got one title. I listed like nine. I'm not, I don't know, I don't really understand the exercise that we're engaging with right now. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, pound for pound, your premise is wrong. Like, if he's recommended or not recommended games, he and I line up more often than we don't. And you said, if he likes a game, you don't. And if he doesn't like a game, you do. That's what you said. I don't understand. I don't understand the premise. It doesn't seem to be based on anything other than back for blood. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Russell Brand is now tapping into the phony culture war. Wasted talent. I like him. I really, really like him. I like Russell Brand. 
Uh, I probably don't agree with him on certain points, but I like him. I, I've, I, I appreciate his approach to stuff. Uh, he just seemed, I don't know. I really, oh, he has a, he has a, he has a recent video. He has a recent video, um, where, uh, the, he's commentating on something with Jon Stewart, like when Jon Stewart was on CNN and I found it to be so insightful. I was like, and it was unexpected. I liked how he disrupted my presumption. My presumption about Russell Brand and even Jon Stewart was disrupted and corrected, and I appreciated that. I was like, huh, I would have never thought that they would take this uh, this position. Probably closer to what Yang Ye does, just free flow opinion and news. Yeah, that's. I think that's kind of what we're trying to go to with gaming, like SNTR gaming, like when we're not focusing on a particular title, you know? Um, I don't know. He's done that for years. Yeah, he's been doing like his channel, his YouTube channel is like four million subs. You know what I mean? Um, I think he's a genius, but his videos are becoming clickbait. Well, you'd have to give me examples and define clickbait then, because I capitalizing on relevancy is not clickbait. I think sometimes clickbait gets overused. Like capitalize capitalizing on relevancy is not clickbait. So I would want to know what you mean. Clickbait is bait and switch. Clickbait is is mis is is, is misleading. That's what it. That's what it. That's what it. Uh, that's what it asserts. That's what it claims. So I would want to know how you think Russell Brand is doing that. Um, capitalizing on relevancy, I think, is so often labeled as clickbait. We're capitalizing on relevancy right now, hoping to meet new people that like you guys or they enjoy me, they enjoy what I'm doing, they enjoy the content. Why? There's a new there's new gameplay footage out today and we're covering it and showing it. Like we're we are we are right now capitalizing on the relevancy. That's part of the ga- that's part of the game in this in this sphere. If you're new, by the way, and you've enjoyed the coverage today, the conversations, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my videos. Um, Spider uh, Spider Man allows me to start the DLC at any time. Should I play it before finishing the main story? After 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 after, I would do every nook and cranny of Spider Man because you're going to get the most value out of it. The DLCs are kind of eh. They're kind of eh. The game is phenomenal. The DLCs are kind of eh. Um, this is what he does. It's the best way to describe it. He's an interesting person, and he just talks crap uh, about things that he thinks that people are talking crap about because he knows people will find his version of it interesting. Right, right. Creature literally linked me to Russell. It's so funny that you guys brought up Russell Brand. Like, he, he was like, I think you need to start making content not not like this. Like, you don't need to be, like, pulling up, like, CNN clips, <laughs> like, interacting with them. But he was like, do it the way this guy's doing it, right? Do it the way that this guy's doing it. Um, yeah, I don't see how any of that is clickbait. Like... It looks like he's he's talking about relevant cultural topics. I don't know. I don't see it. I'm definitely doing every nook and canny. Three DLCs all came bundled. I would say, Derek, with Spider-Man, just enjoy the base game and just accept the fact that the DLC is kind of like... 
It's like when you go to a restaurant and you mainly go for the main course. Like you go to a steak restaurant because you know the steak's going to be phenomenal. Even the sides are going to be in crazy. There's a place locally. It was called J. Alexander's. Their steak was amazing, but their macaroni and cheese, I swear it had drugs in it. It was so good. I was I was like, I would, I would eat this until I'm sick. That's how good the macaroni and cheese was. But let's say that the restaurant's dessert is like so-so. You wouldn't care, right? Because the main meal is so amazing, five-star, like, just absolutely incredible. That's how I would treat Spider-Man. The main course is Chef's Kiss. It's right on the money. The DLC, eh, it's, eh, it's not bad. It's not great. It's there, you know? Just enjoy it as a little, like, after-meal thing, you know? The base game's a bit underwhelming. Pretty, uh, pretty and fun, though. I found the base game to be great. The only thing I didn't like about it was when they made you play as, like, the detective parts, where you're, like, sneaking around. I hated that. Just give me a cutscene. I don't need to sneak around as Mary Jane. Or whoever... Was it Was it Mary Jane? Who was it that they had you sneaking around as? I freaking hated those parts. Mm-mm-mm. Some of the titles can be kind of clickbaity. Jon Stewart uh, destroys CNN. I, but again, but again... I am 100% going to give a guy a pass like that. If the video is good and thoughtful and there's good intelligence contained therein and he uses the title Jon Stewart destroys CNN, I'm that's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. <laughs> like okay. If that's the worst thing he's doing as a YouTuber, then he's hitting he's hitting a pretty he's hitting a pretty high high level of content, you know. I feel like an infamous but obviously, that's interesting combat. How far are you in the game? Because I thought the combat got crazy, and you really had to... Something I thought they nailed coming from Batman, something I thought they nailed in Spider-Man was you have to play like Spider-Man. You can't get hit. You know? You cannot get hit. Right. You told us to quit asking for thoughts in Q&A, and you asked for ours in polls. Ash, and I'm allowed to be a hypocrite because I'm on the mic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm allowed to be. A, I'm allowed to. Uh, I'm not saying I have a problem with it, but the fact stands, I can still be clickbaity. To a certain degree, Abe, I think that's an appropriate level. I think every video can have an appropriate level of clickbait. And what I mean is you want people to click on it. <laughs> like, how dare you, sir? How dare you come up with a mystery gap title that makes me want to click? Well, that's that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> that's what he's supposed to do. I'm halfway withholding total judgment, and I would agree. I like how it feels like I'm Spider-Man. It's possible. If you're a high-level player, Derek, it's possible that the combat was super easy to adapt to. I'm a bit I'm better now from playing games like Dark Souls and Sekiro and even Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Jedi Fallen Order. I think I'm a better player than I used to be. I was more of like the embodiment of a baseball bat. I would approach combat super aggressive and like a blunt object. And so Spider-Man was tough for me to adapt. And so for me... I think that translated into a really nice value point. I was approaching Spider-Man like I was in Assassin's Creed or Batman, and it wasn't working. And I was getting frustrated. And once I adapted and started to play like Spider-Man, 
the, everything clicked and I really really enjoyed it so I might have felt a greater sense of depth to the combat because of my own because of my own I guess I would say stupidity like I was playing kind of like a dum-dum do you see what I'm saying I was playing I was playing kind of like a dum-dum it was like I would just I, I was I was always sort of aggressive and mindless uh, in combat and Dark Souls and Sekiro and Jedi Fallen Order and Ghost of Tsushima really changed the way I look at games and their combat and I bet you if I went back in time and replayed Spider-Man now with the way I with the way I break games down I might think similarly like well the combat's not that great it's pretty basic um because at the end of the day it's Spider-Man you know there's a broad audience there's a pretty broad audience that's going to be playing that game and um you know they want it to be approachable. They want it to be fun. It's not. It's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. You know, Dark Souls. I think you could probably ratchet up the difficulty though if you feel like it's a little too free. You know, if you feel like it's a little too free, then you could make it harder on yourself. Because I think in Spider-Man, you can, uh, you can set the difficulty like insanely easy, where like no one can ever knock you out. You know, and then you can make it to where it's really, really hard, and you'd be getting knocked out you know, somebody would sneeze on you and you'd get knocked out, you know? Mm-mm-mm. I miss the shorter clip-based content. Anyone else miss it? Are you talking about my content? Or are you talking about content in general? Um, what's on the schedule for gameplay today? Probably just more New World, you know, and then tomorrow we'll play some Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and depending on what we feel, you know is the appropriate lead tomorrow we may just go back and start with new world we may you know i don't know halo is tough because halo is good to us and then the very next time we try to cover it halo is very bad to us so i'm not i'm probably not going to double dip and cover halo again tomorrow unless some crazy info drops that we feel like is worth covering usually you got to strike while halo's hot and then leave it alone that's been our that's been kind of our our lesson is like we cover it again tomorrow, and anytime we've tried, we've gotten absolutely obliterated. It's like, I don't know. I don't know why that is. I don't know that that, that audience behavior trend, but, you know, I think today has been very, very good. You guys turned out uh, really, really well, and um, I think that the that we've met a lot of new people uh, as well. Um, so... Mm-mm. Clickbait seems like it had more, like it had been more akin to false representation of news. Right, clickbait originally, the, I would say the fever pitch of clickbait was when they would put something in the thumbnail that wasn't even in the video. There would be, I remember there was news blooper videos out there. It would be like a, a montage of bloopers with news anchors. And then the thumbnail would show like a woman and it looked like her top was busting open. Do you remember that? There, that, that I remember that seeing that thumbnail everywhere. Because there was a time where I was constantly watching news bloopers. And I always saw that thumbnail and people in the comments were always like, clickbait, clickbait, this is clickbait. Why? Well, they clicked hoping to see some Tiggos, okay? And the Tiggos were not in the... They weren't even in the video. It was just to get you to click. And because it's a montage, you have no idea where it's going to be. So you watch for a minute or two 
And then you get to the end of the video and you're like, oh, for frick's sake, like I got tricked again. That was, I think, like the fever pitch of clickbait. And that's and that's fair. Like if you act like you're going to show something, like people would do that with gameplay. They would make it look like, oh, such and such gameplay leak. And then there's no gameplay in the video. I remember the first time I, I got I got tricked by a video about that. There was some game where everybody was waiting for gameplay, and the guy had gameplay, and his thumbnail his thumbnail looked like he had gameplay. And you clicked on it, and it was literally just him talking over old gameplay. It might have been Borderlands, right? It might have been Borderlands. He said he had Borderlands 3, but he had Borderlands 2. You know what I mean? Lono acting like he's going to talk about one thing and then discusses another as clickbait light. I wouldn't even call that clickbait light. That's just the nature of the live environment. Like... If I'm going to stream for three hours, there's literally no way I can talk about the Halo Infinite campaign overview for three hours, right? $5 tip. $5 tip from Clap for You. On the SNTR channel, are you going to name the show The Morning Cup of Rage? I look forward to the topics. No, I don't think we're going to call it that. <laughs> um, hang on. What did Derek say about the difficulty? Difficulty is fine. I started out just like you, trying to punch my way through everything. Infamous is tough to match, though. The kind of finesse combat is Shevskis. There are video games that will ruin you, and Infamous sounds like it may have ruined you to a degree. Like, I, after Ghost of Tsushima, like, I have a really, really hard time thinking another action-adventure game is going to ever feel that good. Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps, it makes it really hard for me to enjoy other Metroidvania platformers, because I think that I think that Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps are the best. They are the best Metroidvania platforms formers in existence. I, that's that's what I think. It, some of that has to do with I played them first. I played them before Hollow Knight. I played them for, before a lot of other Metroidvanias, and it it shaped the way that I experienced those games. You know. Lono's talking about the same subject for three th- th- three hours, and for that, I'm out. Mm-mm. That's what people think clickbait is nowadays. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, another misrepresentation of what is really going on in the game. Who would have thought that was possible? Another misrepresentation of what's going on in the game. Who would have thought that was possible? What are you talking about, uh, Eugene? To me, Hollow Knight is the goat. I think Hollow Knight did things in the vein of a Metroidvania. They did things that were better than Ori, but then Will of the Wisps comes along, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps says, "We're just gonna we're just gonna take a bunch from Hollow Knight." <laughs> like, and I know that might be annoying to Hollow Knight fans, but I don't know. To me, um, I thought it. Uh, I thought they did a very good job evolving that series. I think Will the Wisps has got to be like the best Metroidvania you can play. A few comments up. Um, did you hear about people getting banned in Destiny from Bungie's mistake? If you alt tab, get you banned currently because of a game breaking glitch. Well, <sighs> apparent. Yeah, apparently. I, I don't know if there's been any actual verifiable evidence that people are getting banned for alt-tabbing. Um, I don't I don't know if there's any verifiable evidence. GP Hash, Grandpappy Hash tweeted that people were getting banned for alt-tabbing. I don't know if that's true. They could be crying wolf because they did the glitch and now they want to act like they didn't, right? 
Uh, Metroidvania topic. Did you play Axiom Verge? I played Axiom Verge 1 and 2, and I do not like them. They are too faithful to old-style 16-bit games. The lack of fluidity and movement in combat makes them incredibly unenjoyable. I played Axiom 2 for, like, I don't know, an hour or two, and I was maybe... No, I might have done a 20-minute, first 20-minute, first 30-minute of that. Just, I... They're so faithful to that old style, it feels terrible. It doesn't feel good. Like, again, this is where Ori is, has ruined me. Ori has ruined me. Ori is so fluid. Hollow Knight is so fluid. The fluidity of movement is amazing. Sundered. Sundered is an amazing title. Super fluid. Amazing art style. Axiom Verge 1 and 2. You can look like that. I don't care about the pixel art. But when the movement feels like it's intentionally rigid I, I can't I can't do it I just get irritated I feel like I'm playing a Nintendo game that was ported is what it feels like yeah this is an 80s tease uh, hang on a second let me update 80s tease to be uh, to the Zelda collection they have an entire collection of, uh, of Zelda shirts so let me update the command okay yeah I wore excite bike last time Oops. Okay. There we go. The shirt command will take you over to the Zelda collection at A's T's. Always remember to use code Lono over there. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thirty percent off. Metroidvania question: When are you getting back to Metroid Dread? Oh. Gosh, Gritter, I don't know, man. I want to. I really, really do. I want to. Um, I don't know, though, bro. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to vibe with that game. I think it's always going to poke me in the eye. I think it's just going to... I think it's always going to poke me in the eye. I don't know if I can vibe with it. Does that make sense? Like, it's... Have you played Rad Racer? No. It's like they did some... It's like they were... They were so committed to being another Metroid Fusion that it's super difficult for me to enjoy it. I I don't know. I've seen a couple reviews that touched on that. Like, why make the game have razor blades in it? Like, I I don't know. It looks super dope. The boss fights look super dope. I, I love the creativity with Over the Shoulder, and I love the creativity with some of the boss fights. I really, really do. But... Th- those 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 stealthy areas and stuff I just I, it feels like such a record scratch there's just a lot of things in it that makes it feel record scratch it's like I do not like when the player is uninformed about something and then fails because of it right I often call this learning by dying now I'm not talking about learning by dying in um in like a dark souls you go into a room in Dark Souls 3 and you don't know how the boss moves yet and they cave your head in. Well, you just learned by dying. I think there's an appropriate level of learning by dying. But when you sucker punch me, then I feel betrayed and cheated. Which makes it hard to enjoy. And I think the stealth areas in Metroid Dread often are set up in a way to sucker punch the player. If you were playing Dark Souls and like walked into a room and the boss was like coming toward you and then a big axe like swung from out of sight and chopped your head off and killed you, 
Well, you learned by dying. Well, better not stand there. But that's a freaking sucker punch. You didn't know that was coming. You're watching the boss. You're waiting for an attack or an audio cue from the boss to figure out how the boss is going to attack you. And some trap or unforeseen thing. No sound cue, no nothing. Boom. Just comes over and kills you. I don't, when you sucker punch the player, I, I just, I don't know. I start to tune out. I'm like, this is just cheap. You know, it's cheap to sucker punch the player. Um, the stealth areas were not as fun for me as well, but the game is still great. I mean, I think there's good and bad about the stealth areas. I do. I think there's good and bad about the stealth areas. I think the stealth areas create a psychological drive to, to beat them. You want to go back. You want to be victorious. You, you know, just saying you, you want to, um, you, you want to win, right? So I think at a psychological level, they work really, really well. But that's one of the reasons why I just don't know if I'm going to vibe with it. I think I'm just going to get irritated the whole time. You know? I'm just going to be irritated. Yeah, I... There's something that happens in games where they they diverge from your expectations and that doesn't mean that the game is flawed or bad but when a game diverges from your expectations and then consistently keeps diverging from your expectations it kind of becomes a sore spot it doesn't mean that metroid dread is bad it just means like i don't think i'm gonna be able to vibe with this game right it feels like a record scratch it feels like as soon as i get to a place where i'm like yeah this is fun i'm having a good time it's like the record scratches and i gotta do a stupid stealthy area you know they have a finesse strategy for each boss and it lets you beat them real fast too sometimes. I'm just now learning that. Zubair says, I forget about the top live chat thing too. Also, while I'm at it, all the anxiety bros can go ahead and relax their shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Release tension in your shoulders and your jaw. Yeah. Just let it out. Mm-mm. Pretty sure I get stuck in live chat. YouTube thinks I'm a troll. <laughs> Uh, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I am going to here. Let me put this up for you guys. Uh, let me put this up for you guys. I'll be right back. I'm just going to let this roll, not with audio or anything, because it's the, the audio is probably the worst part about it. I'll be right back. I've got to. Uh, I'm going to quickly go upstairs and use the restroom, check on the kiddos and stuff. I will be right back.
Oh, I'm back. I'm back, chat. Oh. Good morning, Lono and SNCR community. You still have disc plates? Was that a question, or are you just saying it? Yeah, I, I still have disc plates. They're behind me. Um, very intentionally... I very intentionally made sure Master Chief was up there today, and then we got Mando over here. Mando and Master Chief. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't pressed the like button today, consider doing it. If you haven't hit subscribe and the bell button, consider doing that. I'm a safer work broadcaster. We do a talk show Monday through Friday, and uh, we appreciate the support of the channel. Um. <clears throat> Uh, there's a variety of ways to support the channel. Most of those go down here. The real big ones to pay attention to would be coffee. We do have our own coffee. We've got the Frickmas blend, which is like our, our holiday blend that is here. And, uh, we got light roast and then we have the, the dark roast. The light roast and the dark roast are the same base flavor. It's the Rageous Roast original, uh, balanced acidity, very, very drinkable. People really like it. People tend to buy one of every flavor just to try them out, so they get the the green light, the red light, and the yellow light. It's kind of like a a traffic light. We got all three colors. So be sure to get those orders in. When you order that, you are supporting me and my family directly. We ship it to you. We spent Saturday uh, getting like 15-something orders ready because Friday you guys went nuts and ordered a ton of coffee. So thank you to everybody who is ordering it and continues to order it. And if you buy it brand new for the first time ever, we greatly appreciate that. Uh, a lot of people are um, a lot of people are buying like an extra bag to give to a friend so they get like a light a light roast a dark roast and then they grab an extra one just to give to somebody because uh, coffee fans seem to all really like it and then just direct them to rageousroast.com if they want to order more uh, obviously yes we have disc plates we're in a relationship with them so use the disc plate command uh, or the shirt command if you like the shirt I'm wearing um mm-mm. Watching for reviews for our game uh, come come in. It'd be nice if we could start to have some Marvel games land that you know we don't have to just constantly wait for Spider Man. You know what I mean? Um, will you be doing a Merry Frickmas reading again? We're gonna think about how we want to do Frickmas, like the five days of Frickmas or the five nights of Frickmas or whatever. Um. I would like to do I would like to do it again, but obviously the Five Nights of Frickmas were very much born in this idea of like Lono has a couple drinks by the fire, you know, gets a little loose, reads some books to you guys, like some Christmas books, and then I would like do, you know, Destiny parody Christmas carols. Well obviously we're not gonna be doing that. Like something fell off the bottom of the the bottom thing. I like felt it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to go back and do things um, that have been soured by loss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I don't know. I think it's. I think it's sometimes like people are like, "Oh, bring back the Rageous Roundtable," or "Do this," or "Do that." It's just. It's. It's tough. It's tough to want to do it sometimes. Sometimes I'm just like, "No, nah, I'm good. I don't. I don't have any interest in that." Um. So, it doesn't mean that I never will. But like with the Frickmas, the the, the Five Nights of Frickmas, we're just gonna think through like how we want to do it. You know how we want it to look. 
I'm not saying that I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying it'll probably look a little bit different than it has in years past. Um, so it's also a scene that was created and has, you know, the old logo in it. It has the old, you know, say no to rage R in it. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot. It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. There's a lot. It's hard for me to get over the different voice actors and appearances for licensed games. Guardians of the Galaxy looks and sounds nothing like the current actors. Um, a Frickman story and then a few community games. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm and, and come up with a plan. We'll brainstorm and come up with a plan of what we want to do. Mm-mm-mm. For me, it shows up, oh, this is a great song, but it reminds me of Chemo, so it gets a skip. Right, 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 right. Uh, past guests that were on the round table right 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 yeah yeah I get that with Guardians like they did a really really good job with Spider-Man like I don't need him to sound like Tom Holland you know but there's a big difference between like Peter Parker and the entire cast of the Guardians you know what I'm saying like they did an excellent job with the guy that they got for um with the guy that they got for uh for Peter Parker. I thought they did like an excellent job with the casting. I thought he did a very good job. Um so it's it's tough because you can't always get those big name actors. Like they did such a good job. Especially since Guardians was a new IP, there's no comic versions. Yeah. Um know the link the 15% I'm not sure what you're saying night train what do you I'm 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 not catching I'm not catching what you're putting down <clears throat> who cares the comic books change all the time movie and games can be different and still be good yeah 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 isn't yo yeah there's comic book versions of guardians of the galaxy what are you talking about What did you, yeah, what do you mean by there's no comic versions? <clears throat> Is Tom Holland going to quit Spider-Man? No, they probably got him locked in for a good another 10 years, I bet. I bet. They want him to, to be, they want him to be like their lead guy. He's like the new Robert Downey Jr. Um, not those characters, says Eugene. Actually, Guardians of the Galaxy isn't new, but they changed all the characters, says R- R- Rosso. Not those characters? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Do, 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 do. Yeah, you'd have to go back, because I'm looking at pictures, and they're all. it's obviously all the new characters, but if you go back, I'm looking at one super old I can tell it's OG and it's not those it's not the characters from the movies it's not Groot and Gamora and Star-Lord um been reading comics forever so I can look past Chris Pratt's not being Star-Lord in the game looks cool in my opinion Wheezy says Guardians of the Galaxy 2008 fictional superhero team initial roster of Star-Lord Rocket Raccoon Groot Philavel, Gamora, and Drax. So it looks like in 2008, that was the team, Eugene. 
Yeah, Weezy saying the current MCU version is based off of the 2018. So yeah, historically speaking, they're not the Guardians, but they were in 2008, which means there was a comic version that they they used to base the movie off of. Uncharted movie looks dope. Yeah. Comics are the first true multiverse, so movies and games can literally do whatever they want. Yeah. I I don't have an issue with it. I can see like I can see why someone might look at the new Guardians game and be like, "Well, it doesn't sound like them." You know, especially when you get into characters like Rocket. I mean, cuz he just you could you could probably mimic what um what Bradley Cooper did with Rocket, you know what I'm saying? Your name's Taserface? Like somebody you you could get a professional voice actor to mimic that. But Drax, you know, Batista and Pratt as Star-Lord and Gamora, like that then it's just like, well then it's just going to sound like cheap knockoff. So you're probably better off just like you know, switching, switching to totally new uh switching to new voice actors entirely mm. sometimes look at an actor in the first role uh, I've seen them play yeah we saw I my wife and I watched Dune the other night which it is just oh my gosh <laughs> it is so good oh my um I just kept saying the entire time, can you imagine if Star Wars was this good? I just kept saying that. I was like, oh my gosh, if Star Wars was only this good. Um, <laughs> both in scope and the, 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 like the severity and the, the, the graphics and how they set up like some of the ships and the areas were so big. I just I kept saying that the entire time I was watching Dune. <laughs> I was like, if only, if only Star Wars was at this level. Um, in any case, Jason Momoa is in it. You guys know I love him. Like, I have, like, a, an, an unapologetic crush on the man. And, I mean, he, he was he was basically Jason Momoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jason Momoa in Dune and Jason Momoa as Aquaman are not that different. <laughs> I love the guy. I do. And I know his character in Game of Thrones is 100% different than what we see in these other movies. You know, very, very different. Um, um, I didn't think Dune was that great. Oh, wow. I th- yeah, I, no, I thought, it was, I thought it was a masterpiece. I really did. Um, I said the same thing to my wife. Dune is what I want Star Wars to look like. Yeah, just the differences in the in in the in the structures and their ships and their outfits their their armor oh it was so good there was such there was such a good level of mystery but also like it clearly was super futuristic but also it felt old i just i couldn't believe how well it was done um i don't know have you seen him in c no i've heard he's really good in that i i really really is um, it was just like they led all the way up and then credits. Yeah, my wife, my wife and I were both a little disappointed and like, well, that's how they're gonna end it. Like, when's the next movie? Then I guess you know what I'm saying. Um, Star Wars is unfortunately pigeonholed into a certain art style for the OG fans. What are you talking about? The old movies look gritty and dirty, and I think that Rogue One honors that. I think you could easily have made the prequels to look like Dune, and no one would have questioned it. 
it would have looked like an expanded interpretation of the original trilogy. I thought Rogue One actually came very close to doing that. You know what I mean? I finished the first and was like, well, that was a huge lead up to credits. (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't read the Dune books. No, no. Uh, mm, The art style is not my primary complaint. I think it certainly works. I think it certainly helps when you set up the art style. If you set up the art style to look like Dune, I think it would set the stage for a more serious story and better dialogue and better better encounters. I don't know. Yeah, Solo had a great vibe as well. It did. The prequel style works. It's supposed to be high society at the end. I don't think the prequel style works at all because you end up in areas and cities and fights that are supposed to be desert and drab and scary and awful and it never feels that way. It feels like a freaking Disney ride. Rogue One and Mandalorian have the best uh, are the best that they've offered in recent years. Yeah, I think the art direction the art direction and the cinematography of Mando and Rogue One and even Solo are right where Star Wars needs to be. It's a space... It's a space western, and that's what it felt like in Rogue One and Solo and in Mando. It feels like a space western, and the prequels don't feel like a space western. They feel like a freaking Disney ride. Like I don't, it's just it's too clean, too clean, too pristine. Doesn't feel old. Doesn't feel dated. If you wanted to have a giant juxtaposition and have like the established cities in high society feeling cream, like like clean and crisp and nice, and then these other areas not feeling that way, but I don't know. You're about to watch Dune. Dune is really, really good. I really, really liked it. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a masterpiece. Like it's gonna win a. St- it's gonna win a junk ton of awards. There's no way that it doesn't. There's no way that it doesn't. <laughs> it's gonna win a junk ton of awards. It's fine if you pretend it's not supposed to be about anything you've seen before. If his name was Bob Lonely, it's a solid flick. Solo is great as a Chewbacca movie. I I don't know. I liked it, Zubair. I thought it did exactly what it was meant to do. I liked it. The only thing I didn't like was like Han speaking like Wookie. Like I thought that was that was a little like eh. I thought that was a little done that, that was done kind of poorly. I thought everything else in Solo was great. I enjoyed it, but I'm not weighed down by the Star Wars expectations. Which, what did you enjoy? Um, mm, too many cutesy animals and needless side plots and terrible humor. Yeah. I need to go back and rewatch Doom because I didn't quite follow the dreams and how they were connected to the events that unfolded. Oh, Solo. Right, right, right. I have strong expectations, but I'm aware of that, and that's why I frame it the way that I do. Yeah, I was fine with it. I thought he did a great job channeling Harrison Ford. Um, you know, I, I really did. I, I thought I thought they... I, I think Solo was a tall order, and I feel like they pulled it off. I do, you know. Um, I thought they pulled it off. Because that was a tall order, you know. You thought the Dune Worm looked lame? What? 
Hey, somebody ordered some coffee five minutes ago. Frickmas blend and a dark roast to... I don't want to say your full name. Coyote! Coyote! Thank you so much, Coyote. Appreciate that, Coyote. You the best. Uh... <clears throat> we might want to avoid spoilers in chat. Like some of you guys are getting a little bit too deep into the narr- too, too deep into the story and the narrative. Um, yeah, I thought the worm was insane. <laughs> I thought the worm was awesome. Uh, this is this is so well done, so well done. This it seems scaled exactly right. Like this thing is, this thing is terrifying. You know, I thought it was great. I thought they did a great job. Mm, It's all for naught if they don't finish it. Yeah, the fact that they're not even, like, ramped up and filming the next one is strange to me. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems very strange. Solo production was a mess. They fired Lord and Miller halfway through and Ron Howard to come in and finish. He's such a boring director that I would have loved to see someone with more vision. I didn't even know that happened with Solo. I watched the Dune miniseries with John McAvoy. Excited to see the movie. You mean James? My wife wants to watch the old Dune. Yeah, we never watched that one growing up. I don't know why. We watched Star Trek and Star Wars, and for whatever reason, we never watched Dune. And I just, I can't remember why we didn't. I don't know if a 40 million box office opening weekend is getting it done. Wait, so you don't think it's, you don't think they made enough? I thought, I thought it did really, really well, but commercially speaking, I don't know. Maybe it's, Maybe it's still tough. Maybe it's still tough. 160 overseas. Yeah, if it glo- if it go- if it did 160 globally, that probably should be enough. Dune 1984 is disastrously bad. <laughs> Only highlight is staying in a diaper. <laughs> uh. Mm-mm-mm. No, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna give you a hard time about John McAvoy versus James McAvoy. I wasn't sure if there was another actor named John McAvoy. I was like. Does James have like a brother or somebody or a cousin? I didn't know. The old Dune has a lot of problems, but it does a much better job explaining the universe and what's actually going on. Numbers are going to be lower too since it's on HBO Max. Yeah, that probably didn't help it. You know what I mean? Black Widow pulled 185 million total and is only five. Yeah, my wife and I watched Black Widow last night. I I actually thought it was really, really good and it really disappointed me that they waited such a long time to make her movie because they had to like jam it in and like connect it to the timeline. So like it, it has to end and line up with, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the way that it ends it has to line up with Infinity War 
So, like, the movie ends, and she's, like, suddenly blonde and getting a ship or whatever, and I'm like, because that's how they roll it. That's not a spoiler, by the way. That just rolls right into Infinity War. I I don't know. I, I thought that was, that was such a bummer for me that they waited that long to make her movie, because it was a good movie. I thought it was very well done. What's his name? David Harbour? The guy who plays uh, Hopper? Oh, my gosh. He is so good in the movie. He's fantastic. Him and Rachel Weisz were excellent together. I really enjoyed it. Uh, We watched Black Widow as well last night. It felt like it was stuck in a certain box. Yeah, because they waited so long to make it. They felt like they couldn't do it. They couldn't do that much with the story. You know what I mean? You got 15 minutes into Black Widow and you switched it off? What? Why? It was imme- I found it immediately intriguing. Like the the beginning is immediately intriguing. Alexi was an amazing character. Yeah, he was great. He kind of steals the show a little bit. He's so good. <laughs> uh, Florence, uh, how do you say her name? Pew was great too. Uh, Midsummer Black Widow, Little Woman. She was the other. She was was she her sister? Um, cause I really liked her. I liked her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. She was awesome. She was dope. The reason I liked her is like, it was so believable that she was tough. Cause like, it sometimes gets a little ridiculous. It's like, here's a drop dead gorgeous supermodel who's just kicking butt. Like she looked tough. Like she looked like an MMA fighter, like low key. Like I'm like, she's got a jaw. She would bust you up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, the superhero pose. I liked her. I thought she was excellent. She was very well cast. She she looked like she could get into an MMA ring and do some damage. You know what I mean? And obviously she's pretty. Like, that's part of comic book movies is, like, the the guys and the girls, the characters are always super good looking. That's just sort of like, that's just the way that they make them, you know? Um. <laughs> uh Mm-mm. Not counting marketing, the Dune budget was 165 million. They got a long way to go to approve the sequel. Oof, 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 oof. Mm. When he says, "I have a very important question," did he talk about me? <laughs> yeah, he was great, dude. He was so good. He was excellent. You know what I mean? Um, I I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I just felt bad for ScarJo. I felt really bad for Scarlett Johansson. I was like, she did such a good job with a character that could have just been so two-dimensional, and I thought she brought a lot to the character. Scarlett Johansson's on-the-verge-of-crying face that she does is... I don't think she gets enough credit... I really, really don't think she gets enough credit for how much she subdues her emotions and she does it in a visible way in the movies. She doesn't get enough credit for that. Her character is like Robert Downey Jr. just gets to be Robert Downey Jr. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he just gets to be himself. Like her character is actually pretty complex and what she has to do to convey that is not is not easy. It's not. She is absolutely beautiful and yet she has to be tough and she has to subdue her emotions in a way that's believable like 
That's a tall order to be the bombshell who's also complex, tough, great fighter. Like she, I think she has a taller order of like needing acting chops than some of the dudes. I'm being real with you. I think some of the guys, Robert, you guys know I love RDJ, love him, but I don't think it was as difficult for him to be Tony Stark because he just kind of gets to be himself. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? She has so much more she has to do to make her character believable. She's an amazing actress that everyone just says is a pretty face is ridiculous. Yeah, she's cursed by beauty, man. Like, it's so unfortunate that people don't see how good she really is. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard she's good in Marriage Story. I have heard that. I, I really have. Um... Her and Adam fighting in Love Story, her range between anger and sadness is incredible. Yeah. Who says she's just a pretty face? Well, there's like a montage of the interviews where she doesn't get asked any serious questions about her character. She gets asked about how tight the suit was and, you know, I don't know. I Yeah, she's good in the movie Her. Yeah, 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 because it's just her voice. Yeah, she did an excellent job in that. It's literally just her voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say that Robert Downey Jr. didn't do an amazing job. Robert Downey Jr. is an excellent actor. I'm saying he didn't have to do as much. He didn't need to get into, like, method acting to become Tony Stark. He practically is Tony Stark. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, ScarJo is not, is not Natasha. Like, she had to, I don't know. I, she did such a good job, and I don't think it got talked about enough. I don't think she got enough. I don't think she she got enough praise, and I think she should have got her movie well before Captain Marvel got her movie. I just I don't know. To me, it was annoying. It probably was. It would probably was annoying as well to see like everybody fawning over Captain Marvel and the Captain Marvel movie, and oh, it's finally good to have like a strong female lead. It's like what what about her? She's been excellent the entire time. She's, she's, she's loyal. She's ruthlessly loyal and sacrifices. She's really, really smart. She's probably one of the smartest in the group. Obviously, she's not Banner and, and Robert. Uh, uh, she's not Banner and Tony Stark, but still. Oh, she's good in JoJo? Yeah, I heard that movie's pretty good. I also liked her in Ghost in the Shell. Freak the Con- Controversy, she did well in that movie. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Um... Captain Marvel should have never been introduced in that phase. It's really unfortunate because Captain Marvel's movie is I actually enjoy it. I really do. I actually enjoy it, but uh, I, I don't know. ScarJo Scar should have gotten her movie a long time ago. I think she fully deserved it. Um, you know? her. Uh, I feel her role in Under the Skin prepared her to play Black Widow, subduing her emotions and all. Um, I've not seen that one. I loved her in everything I've ever watched her in. Yeah, I love her in Lost in Translation. I think that's the first movie I ever saw her in. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel bad that, like, she kind of got sidelined, and then they kind of messed up the they messed up the debut of her movie the, to the point that she had to sue Disney, you know. And then, thankfully, they came to an amicable decision, and they, uh, they came to an amicable decision about it. And, um, yeah, that's a great spot there where she's, 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 the emotions of like not crying oh my gosh being about to cry and not crying 
She, I'm telling you, she's excellent. She is so much better than than people give her credit for. And I hope that changes. I hope that people certainly start to see that, like, she's actually a very complex and talented actor. You know, being really pretty doesn't take that away. You know, if anything, I think it, it's probably, if anything, I think it, 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 it she deserves more credit. You know, she's probably had to overcome more as, like, only getting cliche, you know, roles because, like, she's got a great figure. You know what I'm saying? That's probably harder to overcome. When you look like her, no one can deny what she looks like. Like, what are you going to do? Like, she's just... In in the beginning of Black Widow, she's in, like, a hoodie, and I'm like, my gosh. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know? People... I, I I remember a friend of mine being like, a lot of these people, if you saw them walking down the street, you wouldn't think anything. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. I don't know. She'd be walking down the street in dadgum hoodie, and I'd be like, who in the world is that? Like... <laughs> uh, she had more to I guarantee you she had more she had more cliche role offerings to overcome you know given what she looks like guaranteed Mm-mm. if you told me in 1992 there'd be a Black Widow movie I wouldn't believe you if you said there'd be a Guardians movie I would have had you committed <laughs> uh mm. That's why I stopped watching after 15 minutes. Aww. She's also insanely amazing at doing a one-take scene. Hmm. She earns the most in Hollywood as an actor. What more could you want? Wait. How? Where did you get that information? Where'd you get that information? She doesn't make more. There's no way she's... No, 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 no. There's no way she's paid more than RDJ. No way. RDJ was the highest paid on the on the cast. Uh, if you like Florence, definitely check out Midsummer. It's crazy. Okay, I've heard that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that's pretty good. Her movie felt a bit off, uh, but it wasn't bad. She doesn't meet Samuel L. Yeah, Samuel L. Might I don't? Well, I don't think he makes more than RDJ. I think RDJ takes the cake. I think his what he was paid is insane. Like, oh, she's the highest paid female. Is she though? She might be. She might be. But but in all of Hollywood, is she is she the highest paid right now? I don't know. I wouldn't even know who to suggest would beat her. Currently or Lifetime? So is she currently the highest paid actress? Because I would think total... I would think total... Maybe she would lose to Kate Winslet. I don't know. Is it current or total? I'd have to look at the numbers. I've not looked at them. James Gunn should just direct all of them. Is she the highest paid MCU female? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of competition there. <laughs> there's not a lot. Like a lot of the, a lot of those roles are more, are more off to the side. You know, whether it's Pepper Potts or, uh, or Mantis. You know, oh my god, a freaking eyelash! I can feel it. The worst. I think I got it. No, I didn't get it. I just looked it up. She's the highest paid. Total, she would lose to Julia Roberts. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Total, like, lifetime she would. Yeah, she would lose to Julia Roberts. I forgot to schedule the gameplay stream. She's made 95 mil. Sander Bullock is second at 70. Wait, so even total? Is total? Is ScarJo total? I don't know. Total, like, lifetime earnings. Julia Roberts has got to be way up there. Hang on, stream holding. Alright, we need the gameplay. Save image as. Okay, Hollywood's highest paid actresses ever. So that's ever ranked. Yeah, I mean, you got guys, you got, you got guys, you got ladies like Angelina Jolie in there too. I don't know. Angelina Jolie's got to be got to be pretty up there. She's got to pull pretty. She was in some pretty big movies. Um, okay, hang on. I got to get this schedule. Create. Go live. I don't even know what we're gonna do today in uh, in 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 New World. Hmm. Change thumbnail. Okay. Uh, hopefully, there's no queue. Oh my gosh, is there a queue on our server? I should. I should. Oh man, I wasn't even thinking about that today. Uh, let's see. Forty-five, fifteen after is the thirty-minute reminder. You get more per film than you did 30 years ago. It might be a little unfair. Might be a little unfair of a comparison. Hate money comparisons because of inflation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. It's tough because obviously you're going to look at it and be like, oh, ScarJo's making so much more, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know. There was a queue last night. Oh, shoot. Because it's noon. Close Chrome. Open Steam. Yeah, you would honestly need like a... So if Julia Roberts was being paid now, what she would have... You know what I'm saying? For like Pretty Woman or whatever... What would what would she be getting paid? You know, is the question because that that would have a huge, huge factor in rate. You know, in, in in sort of ranking who's making the most. cannot be called unappreciated well i just i don't know in in most when i was watching you know some of the interviews and stuff and some of the stuff that was going on you know if you account for inflation yeah like gone with the wind beats avatar you know yeah adjusted for inflation gone with the wind beats avatar so you got gone with the wind avatar titanic star wars avengers endgame you know 
So, in considering inflation, like Avengers Endgame's top five, but it but Avengers Endgame doesn't beat Star Wars. What was Angelina Jolie's recent one? It looked intense. Um, I actually don't know because I've not paid uh, Angelina Jolie recent film. There was no cue I got right in, by the way. Was it Those Who Wish Me Dead? It might be Those Who Wish Me Dead. That was, uh, that was this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then she was in Eternals. Adjusted for inflation, Batman beats Superman with enough time and planning. <laughs> yeah, without inflation, Avatar wins, and then it's Avengers, then Titanic, then Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Unbelievable. Yeah, see, it starts to get, without inflation, it gets muddy. It gets really muddy without inflation. Am I the only one that thinks Avatar was overrated? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, bro. Maybe. See, overrated... uh, The problem with overrated is overrated generally means it's high praise and you didn't like it that much. Avatar was groundbreaking at so many levels, but the story was just so copypasta. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. For me... Um... I'm used to like really long up. I'm used to really long videos taking forever to process. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but did it make the story bad or just familiar? No, it made the story bad. I thought the story in I thought the story in Avatar was terrible. Unobtainium. And then the the army. It it was just nothing but a string of cliches. It wasn't a string of pearls. It was a string of cliches. I. I don't know. It was beautiful. It looked amazing. It was groundbreaking. I saw it in the theaters and it blew my mind. But it was like really freaking cliche and awful. Come on, unobtainium equals vibranium. Yeah, but vibranium sounds cool. Unobtainium sounds like somebody put, like, let a computer name it. <laughs> this material is very difficult to obtain. We will call it unobtainium. <laughs> Vibranium sounds dope. Titan, you know, like adamantium sounds dope. Dope. Unobtainium. <laughs> Hard to get them. <laughs> like what the frick? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It. it, it yeah. I, 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 Avatar deserves praise, but at the same time, like if you look at it honestly. If you look at it honestly, it's 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 not so it's not so hot. <laughs> not easily foundium. <laughs> Difficult to aquarium. Aquarium. I don't even know what we're saying. <laughs> In the dirtium. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I'm not gonna knock Avatar. I'm not. I, it's 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 not. I I don't think you could ever conclude like it's a bad movie. There are elements of it that I think are pretty poor or pretty or pretty lacking, you know. But then there are elements that are really, really cool that that you know, you know, 
This is frustranium. <laughs> oh, man. Aggravadium. Mm. <laughs> Aggravadium. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. Ah. <sighs> Ooh, good sci-fi movie for non-sci-fi fans. I just didn't enjoy it if I'm being honest. Like, I remember watching it in the theater and being like, I don't know. It just, even then, I didn't I didn't have to watch a single review about it. I was like, this is just kind of cheesy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was cool. But I was like... I don't know. It just, there was, I think there were just too many cliches. The, the, the looking the other way scientists and like the hyper aggressive, you know, military guy. And I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I was managing an AMC theater at the time when it came out, almost every single showtime, every single day was a sold out show. Oh yeah, I mean it, that's why it made so much money. It was it was a it was a pivotal it was a pivotal moment. Um, mm. <sighs> oh my gosh! Sorry, I'm just looking at something on Twitter. Nothing, nothing about me. Nothing about me. Ugh. It was perfect for IMAX. Yeah, yeah. It uh it hit a lot of tropes. Uh, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it was fine. I, I I I don't I don't think it was I don't think it was necessarily like groundbreakingly bad. But I also think that they phoned so much in. They just phoned so much in in Avatar. They spent so much time on the graphics and the production that the story was super phoned in. You know the creativity with even you know the dialogue points and the narrative points were pretty phoned in. You know what I mean? Unobtainium is not from Avatar specifically. It's a word coined decades ago. Well, it doesn't matter. It still sounds stupid. (laughs) It still sounds stupid. (laughs) Yo, what's good, Ginger? Was it about the other thing? No, 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 no. I don't even want to say what it's about. It's so drenched. It's so drenched in stupidity. I don't even know... If I would talk about this on on presents, because I'm, if you weren't here this morning, uh, we've got a great lineup of, of videos coming this week on SNTR presents, and uh, you're gonna start to get commentary from me on uh, culture and entertainment, and um, you know, you know, a little bit more serious topics. But I don't know if I'm gonna touch some things. Some things are just just way out of uh, out of the realm of what I want to talk about. And what I saw is like one of those things. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> no, it wasn't Twitter stupidity. It was a news story um, about it's it's a guy selling T-shirts, making light of and even mocking what happened with uh, Alec Baldwin. And I just, I don't know. It kind of turned my stomach. I was like, Are you freaking kidding me? Um, and I was, I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that, like, I don't know if I'll ever touch. I'm like, I don't know about that, dude. I don't know about that. I don't want to. I don't want to wade into those waters. Um, you know, it just gets too. It's, it's like there's no air in the room. It's like there's no conversation to be had here. 
like the, po- the the polarity of the scenario is suck the air out of the room you know you can't really talk about stuff um mm, I was holding posting today's presents video in hopes I could finish the new intro I'm not gonna make it or be way too close so I'm just gonna use the updates intro for the first few uh presents version no that's fine that, that's fine creature that's fine we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ease into it. We're gonna ease into putting videos over there, you know. No, that's not what it is, Robert. No. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that in my in my feed too. Like that song topping the iTunes charts or whatever, literally passed Adele. I was like, what the frick is going on? Um, what the actual frick is going on? Only thing to do in that situation uh, is grief. Yeah, yeah. Which, and that's one of the things I want to talk about on SNTR Presents is like the the public's need to turn everything into like a point of disagreement and to the point that like a tragedy gets capitalized on. But even then, I think it's just so hard to, to not get sucked down into a conversation that I don't want to have. Which I guess that's the beauty of doing uploads and not always following them up with a live stream because I can just do the upload delete the crappy comments and then move on you know i one of the goals i want to achieve with with the content over there is like i said earlier like recapture discourse get back to a place where people can have conversations and disagreements and just increase in empathy and understanding um and this might be one of those situations where like what in the actual frick are we doing here like this is a tragedy like it's a time for grieving um and and compassion and love and not like oh here's a great opportunity to use this that's just i don't know um it's just yeah exactly what abe said like it's a total tragedy and accident and he's it's gonna haunt him for the it's gonna haunt him for the rest of his life you know how awful that must be both for the family both for the family and for him like that's it that's that is that is a wound. That is a lifetime wound that they all have to they all have to carry, and and people are people are capitalizing on it. That's like that's freaking. That's just disgusting. You know, that's awful. Just awful. That's the thing that can mentally break a man. Like, yeah, I mean, he needs to be getting help right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? He needs to be getting help. And the part and part of the reason he's going to need it is because of the public. The public, you know, the public doesn't wait. The public doesn't wait for information. They just immediately go on the attack. I know, I know that firsthand. So it's like, you know, he's going to need professional help for for a while. I would imagine, you know. It's so it's it's layered, right? It's layered to go through something super traumatic, but then to have the aftershock trauma of pub, of like public attack. You know what I mean? Like the public attack is like an aftershock trauma that unfortunately is just the world we live in now. And that that to me, I don't know, maybe this is something I'll talk about over there. I don't know. I just it's all it's just awful all around all around um um 
It's a wild situation. Crew walked off night before. Yeah, there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, there was a bad environment and people were already kind of like uh, uh, walking away. You know what I mean? So, if it were me or you, we'd be locked up. No, that's not true. That's not true. In, In this day and age, you typing something in my chat or on Twitter doesn't make it true there's something called due process i know you're probably not familiar with that because you're typing stupid stuff on the internet so people that type stupid stuff on the internet are usually uneducated um or your your education just was wasted on you there's a there's a thing called due process you know what i'm saying nobody would get locked up for something like that they wouldn't what are you talking about there'd be a formal investigation they'd look into it and they'd conclude no but why would you throw this person in jail it was an accident you know what i'm saying you don't do that <laughs> that's that's not how it works that's not how it works that's completely ignorant to even say that you're able to get a ps5 Woof. man would love to get a second xbox in the house i'd love to get a second xbox series x Yeah, it happened to Brandon Lee. Sadly enough, Brandon Lee's was self-inflicted. That was another horrible tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandon Lee's was self-inflicted, which which is, you know, is sad in its own way. Just awful, you know? Awful. Uh, let me see here. Let's get over, let's get into some gameplay. That's why this kind of stuff's better for uploads, because, man, it's just, it's, it's, it so quickly can devolve into something unpleasant and, uh, you know, unhelpful. Let's get gameplay going here. Congrats on level 50. Thank you. Thank you. Now the real slog to 60 begins. Yeah, if your boss told you the printer was safe and then the printer exploded, right, and hurt somebody, you wouldn't go to jail. That's exactly right. Okay, so live redirect has been working really, really well. Um, and this should this should bring you guys over. I'm going to put a link in chat just in case. We're just going to be playing some New World and chilling. Uh, if there's anybody that feels like helping out and grinding today, if you're around, that'd be amazing. Thanks for clicking on the video. You're probably watching this as a past broadcast if you weren't here live for my New World gameplay. We continue to grind through this game and really enjoy ourselves. Hit like, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. That way you can be here and not miss the streams. For the people that are coming over from the other broadcast, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, We had a discussion this morning and we looked at the Halo Infinite 